Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be a new episode of Reforge Gaming News covering the Cyberpunk next-gen upgrade. We will also do some gameplay, a separate video. If you're looking for the gameplay, it's a separate video. But right here at the front end of this video, we try to give you all the information that you're looking for before we get into the live stream discussion. So if you're looking for a quick look at the next-gen upgrade for Cyberpunk 2077, I'm going to give it to you right now. Hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live streams. This is a Reforge update. The Cyberpunk 2077 Next Gen Upgrade is finally here and it came baked into a pretty significant patch, the 1.5 patch. You may remember we covered the leaked Samurai Edition and many people said it was fake or not accurate. Turns out most everything from that leak is actually in this update. Some of it not. Maybe those things are coming in the future. Maybe those things were embellishments. If you like these quick updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these uploads. So the first thing I need to get out of the way at the very beginning, because it's very important if you own an Xbox Series S, the performance and the ray tracing modes that they announced are going to be a little bit different if you are actually on an Xbox Series S. So the performance mode ensures smooth gameplay at 60 FPS with dynamic 4K scaling. Then the ray tracing mode provides photorealistic shadow and reflection rendering as well as gameplay at 30 FPS with dynamic 4K scaling. So whether or not you want all the ray tracing and the fancy photorealistic stuff, when you do that it's going to lower the frame rate to 60 instead of the, uh, I'm sorry, lower to 30 instead of the 60. Now if you have an Xbox Series S, S as in Sam, uh, there is no graphics mode selection on that console and by default it will be presented at the 30 fps in 1440 with dynamic resolution scaling so that's how the performance and the resolution modes and all that work depending upon you know if you have the series s or ps5 or series x now the patch is broken into a bunch of different themes i'm not going to give you every single patch note right now i'm going to give you some of the thematic things that pc gamer pulled out first being the living city they want the city to feel more alive with the npcs and how they react to you and here are some choice quotes from the patch notes taking cover positioning reloading equipping weapons dodging blocking and many others hit reactions and death animations all these things have been adjusted enemies are now much better at blocking and evading further diversification of melee and ranged combat behaviors for different factions reckless aggressive balanced defensive and cautious followers now contribute more in combat and numerous fixes and balance changes to netrunner combat so they want the the ai and the npcs in the combat to feel better to feel more challenging more organic and not so rigid i'm sure you've seen some of the criticisms and the memes about that aspect of the game and this cyberpunk patch 1.5 aims to address some of those things they've also done driving improvements as well as fixes to the fixer quests so alongside the driver improvements there are changes to the open world fixer quest v now has standing with fixers throughout the night city new fixer gigs will appear gradually in sets as your standing increases and a fixer will offer you another set of gigs only after the previous set is completed in a given district completing all the gigs for a fixer will earn you a special reward excluding mr hands sorry he just doesn't like you so they are adding that and updating that as well the apartments that were leaked you know we they talked about that in the leak that is actually a thing you can now rent four additional apartments by going to them or using the in-game 
easy estates website this option is unlocked after completing the playing for time quest and amusingly enough quote it's possible to rent all apartments at the same time so that is something that is available to you weapons and skills have also seen some adjustment there's a bunch of new weapons and attachments there's new poses in photo mode economy related changes they did a rebalance of clothing mods and tweaks to make the easy difficulty a little bit more challenging now they did do some rebalancing to the perk system and they will have your skills reset when you load up so that is something you're going to want to take a look at it's essentially like they're giving you a free respec so go and invest all those skill points as you see fit maybe read the complete rundown of all of the changes that wouldn't make for a great video see if that's going to adjust your build and change the way that you play we are going to be checking it out over on reforge gaming if you like these quick updates here hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one and i'll see you guys right now good morning good afternoon and good evening we really really appreciate you being here this morning thank you so so much and uh be sure that you are in live chat be sure that you have pushed the like button there's a variety of ways to support the stream so if you're one of the people that are here every single day or maybe you just religiously watch the vods don't forget i'm always wearing a shirt from 80s tees you can use the shirt command or just go to 80s and remember to use code lono for 30 percent off displates behind me a whole host of great displates use the display link below or the command in chat uh, my glasses we would love to see a lot of people using that link with gunner optics really excited to be working with them so use the glasses link below or command in chat and then the coffee we're down to like the final 50 or less bags of the frickmas roast get fricked in february there's 43 bags left if you use code get fricked you'll save 20 percent off our our frickmas blend so go to rageless or use the coffee links below to get yourself some of this i grabbed a, a, a better looking bag somebody will end up with this uh eventually whenever we're done whenever we get down to the final bags being sold and we appreciate everybody doing that. So those are all the great ways to support the channel. If you've never done a membership here, consider doing that as well. You can click the join button and that will enable you to get an emote badge and then more access in our Discord. Discord.gg slash Reforge TV. Uh, everything now under the moniker and the parent company of Reforge. So thank you for being here. Good morning, Vinny. Uh, that's fine. Um... Thank you guys so much. Be sure, smash that like button. Give us our first 100 likes. Now, I'm curious. I want to hear from you guys. The, let's put it up here. The Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade. Enough to come back or try it out for the first time. Yes or no? Is this enough for you to come back or just try it out for the very first time? I want to know where you guys stand on this. What do you think? Is is this enough in your mind to bring you know to bring you back or to to try the game for the first time ever? We will be trying it uh, as our second stream today. That will be our second stream. We're gonna try it out. I got it reinstalled on my PlayStation Five. I had actually recently uninstalled it uh, to make room for the what do we play? Oh, the Uncharted game so uh if you miss that vod it is there 
If you want to see what that looks like, that nice update that they did with the Thieves Legacy or whatever it's called. It was like a remastered update. Uh, and we checked out uh, Uncharted 4. So good morning, Imori and everybody else. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, good morning to uh, Zubair. You're a little earlier today. You've been you've been later uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Greenside, what do you think? Lono, I played this morning looking good with the update. I literally booted it up, moved around, checked the performance mode, options and graphics. I turned off like film grain and motion blur. And like I moved around. I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting 60 FPS. And that's all I did. I got, I got way too much going on to really, to really poke around in there last night. So I did not get to really test it out or do anything uh, do anything with it. So, we uh, we will check that out today uh, with you guys. We will be checking it out and seeing how it plays, how it feels. You know, I, the the AI updates obviously, I you know, sounds good, uh, and the skill and uh, other other updates. I mean, with the skill rebalancing and changes to the update, you know, it, it would it would be pretty pretty nice to see maybe the RPG elements matter more that was one of the criticisms I consistently heard from people who play the game they're like well the RPG you know elements just they just don't seem to matter um, I've not played it I'm now interested said Victor your gameplay this afternoon will probably be the deciding factor uh, for me it's been a beta for over a year says doom Cyberpunk finally launched this is redemption for sure what well, you maybe maybe I've not touched it I've not touched it um, Ashen says, I feel Cyberpunk has kind of missed its time. I will say, the one thing in their corner is they got this out just in time. Just in time. Because Horizon is Friday, and then Elden Ring's next week. So they got a nice little window here of people that may try it out, check it out, you know, see how it's doing before we get into two two of the bigger launches this year. The only thing major that's happened so far has been Sifu, you know what I'm saying? So there's not a lot right now keeping people from saying, let me snag it, it's on sale, let me check it out, let me, you know, uh, you know, as in my case, let me reinstall it and see, you know, uh, what, what it looks like. I think it's enough for me, says Nick. Over the past year, I've been thinking about getting it again, and now I just might, after the massive update, I am one of those who got a refund when I was able to. Ashton says, I'll put it on the backlog for now. Well, it's single player. It's kind of timeless. Right. I don't know if he's saying... I think he's thinking, like, miss their window for, like, their comeback. Um... Elden Ring update last night. It was weird. What What do you mean? What, what are you talking about? Just removed a bunch of mod slots from high-end gear now. Most have two slots down from four. Really? Huh. Then he says, I say yes, as I hastily pre-ordered the game, but I have now passed the intro area when it launched, so I'm going to dive into uh, fully in between Lost Ark. Well, we're going to try to. Right. Are you gonna have to go through the five-hour tutorial again? No, we're in a great we're in a great spot because my save file is literally right after I completed the tutorial, and I was like, okay, cool. So we'll be able to like actually test the changes, like the AI differences, like the combat. You know that what's the cyberpunk next-gen upgrade look like? Does it actually look better? Does it perform well? You know, because it's doing 60 FPS dynamic 4K, or you can do ray tracing and get the 30 fps which i don't understand why anybody does that unless they're just accustomed to it or playing on a really big tv and you're back far from the tv i don't really know but in my mind i find that so strange they there must just be people who really really don't care and they want everything to be as pretty as possible you know can't fix the missing rpg elements 
the story decisions that don't matter so my answer is still no says Eugene it did seem like they added some good stuff with the fixer thing that they said that they added and you know they reset the skills on your skill tree because they made so many changes I played at the 60 FPS and it was great but the RTX mode 30 FPS is a no-go it was horrible yeah Cliff I don't understand how anybody does that I just it doesn't make any sense to me 30 FPS is like still frame I just so odd. It's it look it looks so bad. I, again, you just get used to 60, and it's so difficult to, to to go down. It's not 4K though. The pixel count is mostly 1440 for both performance and RT. Well, it says it's 4K dynamic, so that doesn't make any sense. So 4K dynamic, but it's it's not. It's pixel counts 1440. Where are you getting that information, Lido? 50% off. I was convinced enough to buy it again after getting a refund previously. I'm on the Series X. Performance mode for sure. 30 FPS is ugh. I was tempted to use ray tracing in this game because it looks so good, but as soon as I moved and tried to play motion sickness. Yeah, it's rough. It's super, super rough. Digital Foundry played Horizon Forbidden West on 30. Really? Why? That's so weird. I've started it from, uh, I played it from start to finish, and there's not enough content to come back to, says Logan. For a new player, they should give it a try now. Okay. Okay, so this, uh, El Analista de Bits YouTube channel, so they, they analyze it, and they're saying it's not actually 4K. If you're just tuning in, we want to know what you think. The Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade, okay? The poll at the top of the chat. Is it enough for you to come back or try it out for the first time? Currently, the poll's a 60-40 split, so if you just got here, take that poll. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel as well. We do talks like this Monday through Friday, and I keep it safe for work, so you can subscribe in confidence. A lot of people throw me on in the background like Video Game Radio, so thank you for being here this morning. Um, Correct. Okay. Because of the better graphics. I bought it when it was on sale at Christmas for the first time. I had a blast. Very little bugs. Eugene says nothing is 4K. Cyberpunk broke my heart at launch. I'm going to wait until more content or hopefully changes happen. I'm still taking... Right, right. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Thank you, sir, for being here. It just looks like a boring game, says Rock Rock, still and lifeless. My main issue, and somebody captured this so well, I, I want to be able to citate, give them a citation or, or cite them, whatever the word is. A citation. I sound like I'm a police officer. The, the, somebody said that the combat in cyberpunk feels like when you're trying to fight somebody in a dream you know you're it's almost like you're underwater or something when someone said that i was like oh my gosh that captures it so perfectly well like it it feels odd the combat feels odd the 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 way they the way they handled uh you know the guns and stuff it just it felt really really strange I've said it before and I'll say it again. I put 100 hours into the game after the initial release, and if this update is as good as people say it is, then I might dump another 100 hours. So Murph Dog really likes the game and says, you know, hey, I might dump some more time in with this. Any news of Cyberpunk DLC on the horizon? The game has potential if they stick with it. They've not said anything, Noble Beast. In my mind, this is laying the groundwork for a pretty good DLC, or, you know, a Cyberpunk DLC would have to be substantive. I mean, it would have to almost, for, for, for people that really, really want to come back. I mean, unless you're Murph. Murph likes the game so much. I, there are people, there are a lot of people like Murph Dog that are like, yeah, I, I, I love the game. I'll, I'll come back, you know, I'll come back anytime I can. And, uh, and check the game out, you know? 
and put a lot of you know put a lot of time in. Why was The Witcher so amazing? Amazing in Cyberpunk, so not. Yeah, I mean, see, so The Witcher Three struggled with bugs and glitches, but underneath it was a fantastic game, a really good RPG, expansive conversation trees, decisions, you know, really, really good game. Cyberpunk basically fell victim to scope creep, at least in my mind. They tried to do too much. There's too many systems in the game. There's too many ideas, and a lot of them end up being really, really underbaked or half-baked because there's just too many things. It's it's kind of like if you played Biomutant and you really combed over Biomutant's systems and ideas... It was almost like a buffet. They grabbed they grabbed something from every game genre in existence, and because they did that, almost every element of Biomutant felt underbaked. It felt undercooked. It was like, what is this? Okay, I think Cyberpunk had very similar problems going on. They just they, the, the the scope of the project got well out from underneath of them. Now that's entirely separate. When you say, okay, well, what about the old gen performance? That's a completely different problem, you know. That's a completely different problem. The fact that it even launched on those old consoles. Like, what are you doing? It shouldn't have happened. You know, they should have taken the sales loss on the chin instead of just pushing it out anyway, but it was too late. This is why you got to stop promoting games so early. You know, I dabbled in a little last night, says Gritter. I plan to play it more tonight. I was going to play it more this weekend, but the time slot is reserved for Horizon Forbidden West. That's right, Gritter. That's right. Okay, so YouTubers are reporting that performance mode gives you dynamic 2160 at 60 FPS and it's commonly giving you a 1440 resolution. Ray tracing does the dynamic 2160 at 30 and you're commonly getting 1440. Uh, The Series S is just locked at the 1440-30, so that's not a surprise there. The Series X, as in X-Ray, gives the same as the Sony as far as I can tell a dynamic 2160 and it's commonly falling into the 1440s so I their 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 4k dynamic resolution sounds like it's mostly landing not at 4k (laughs) if you're just tuning in this morning we are discussing the cyberpunk 2077 next gen upgrade and we're asking the question at the top of the chat there's a poll is this enough to bring you back or to try the game for the first time ever. We will be playing it this afternoon, or like, not this afternoon, like our second stream today. We will dive in on my PS5. I The last time I played, I got finished with the whole super duper long tutorial, and we're right there after the big long tutorial ends. So we're, we're at a great spot to check out the game and the changes that they made to the combat, the AI, the, you know, obviously the graphical improvements because I'm playing it on my PS5. We'll be checking all of that out. Uh, in our second stream of the day. So if you like this type of coverage that, you know, a talk show where there's lots of interaction and conversation, be sure to hit subscribe. Be sure to check that bell button so you don't miss my streams. I am safe for work. Now, Cyberpunk's not really safe for work. So when we play that game, you're going to lose your sort of safe for work category. But I keep it safe for work when I'm doing the talk show. A lot of people treat me like gaming radio. They throw me on in the background of their day. And uh, you can subscribe in confidence because that's what folks do here. Treat me like a, almost like a podcast. Thanks for making work better. This is Little Timmy with three months of membership. There it is. Welcome back. We'd love to see, man, if you've never done a membership on a YouTube channel, we'd really, really love to see the members climb into the 500s. We, uh, we're, we're, we're in like the mid 400. So we'd love to see a lot of you, uh, switch over. Now I know a lot of you have memberships over on split screen, our other channel, totally fine. Uh, that is, that is perfectly fine. 
I don't want to put the energy out there, but I hope that the update doesn't bork your save. Oh, I already loaded it up. I'm fine. I mean, I, I loaded it up and moved around a little bit, Imori. I <laughs> just, I don't know what else it could mess up. Like, it's not like the save got corrupted or something. As far as I could tell, I was I was good to go. I was right where I left off uh, the last time. So we 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 shall see. I don't know what else. They're, they are saying that your your skill tree will be reset. The, the people are saying, oh, it's like a free respec. So your skill tree will be reset. That is not a bork save. That is a um, that's just something that happened because they updated the the skills or whatever. You can skip the brain dance now, so no more long tutorials. Oh, okay, cool. Greenside says my save was good. Okay, a five dollar tip from TJ Rage. Elden Ring, Witch Cream, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Out here making moves. Nah, man, too little, too late. So TJ Rage says no, too little, too late. There's too many things to play in February. I'm not coming back. Sixty three percent of you so far have said yes to the poll. At the top of the chat, 272 votes. So closing in on 300 votes already. That's a fast poll there. Um, what mode are you playing? 60 FPS. R- Ray tracing can't look good enough for me to play a 30 FPS game. I-, I-, I refuse to play 30 FPS games. Just won't do it. I just won't do it. It's, it's so bad. It looks awful. It it it, it looks like a freaking slideshow. I can't. Ray tracing doesn't look that good in my mind. Like I just <laughs> can't do it. No Man's Sky dropped another huge update. Really? Really? You ever do baseball announcer as a job? You have an old school cadence. It reminds me of an MLB announcer. No disrespect. None taken. I've I've I very much have, have crafted a, a tone and a presence. I try to sound like radio, but I also try to harken back to the you know to the old eras, you know, foul ball. <laughs> you know? That that there there's there's definitely some influence there. Growing up listening to baseball games with my dad, listening to you know to the NFL, you know football games and that you know to the twenty to the twenty five. You know, I there's a there's definitely a, uh, an influence there in in the in the cadence of my voice, and I do strive to give you what is tantamount to a radio show. You can tune in and for five or six hours a day, there's almost no radio silence here. To the point that if there is radio silence, everybody's like, what's going on? What happened? <laughs> Outside of me taking a break and like getting up and walking away. So I appreciate that. That's a, that's actually a nice compliment. I, I take a lot of pride in the sound of the stream. My my um, the, 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 the mixer that I use and the mic that I use and the, I really, really want it to sound good. So Quagmire's voice was based on old school radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, that was so interesting when I saw that. When I saw that it, that little factoid from McFarland, I was like, really? And then I could hear it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, come on down. He said it might have had something to do with microphones back then and the voices that it could pick up, you know. Come on down to uh, Sofa Emporium. <laughs> We've got a nice sale on Love Seat. You know, it was a... I worked in radio for 15 years, and it was the radio presence that caught my attention first. Bravo. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Straight up nice. Cool, uh, for sure. Stove, thanks for putting in the work. Much appreciated. Well, thanks for supporting and listening. Make sure you guys smash like. Make sure you hit subscribe. Um, YouTube's been being squirrely, so hopefully it's not being squirrely today. Uh, let's see here. Lono doing his Jim Donovan voice of the Browns impression. Yeah. Bernie Kozar. <laughs> Metcalf up the middle. Metcalf up the middle. 
Lono has a face perfect for radio. That's rude. Listening to this stream will ruin you for other streams, says East Coast Overlord. You'll be bored without Lono. Yeah, I strive for as much value and as much excellence as I can. So if you try to watch anybody else, you're like, they're not they're, they're not saying anything. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. If you're just tuning in, welcome on in. The name of the channel is Reforge Gaming, and we cover gaming news pretty much Monday through Friday. There's a talk show here right in the morning. We've been doing double talk show if there's no gameplay in the afternoon, but boy, oh boy, we are about to be in a lot of gameplay. We've been playing Lost Ark. Uh, This afternoon, we'll be playing Cyberpunk and Lost Ark. We want to show you the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade. We really, really want you to be able to see it. A little bit more Lost Ark. We're trying to invest in that game. We got two guilds. We got a Discord with folks teaming up, playing together. We cover Halo. Horizon Forbidden West is Friday. We're going to do everything we can to a lot, a lot of time to that game. We want to try to beat it, if possible, before Elden Ring. It's going to be tight. It's going to be real tight. Not in the ways it's not in the good ways either. And uh, then we'll be doing a lot of Elden Ring coverage. We've been doing a From Friday uh, sort of theme for months now. Every Friday is From Friday, discussing From Software games and then playing them for the first time. So if you like Cyberpunk or you like lots of other games that are out there, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. So we uh, and I am safe for work. That's another thing to remember. If you, if you like listening to like a video game radio show, a lot of people subscribe in confidence and just throw me on in the background Monday through Friday because you don't have to worry about me sitting here swearing like a sailor. Uh, a lot of content creators out there, you know, it's 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 tough to get that. So we appreciate that. 100% true. I have a hard time becoming interested in other streamers now. Yeah, that's uh, that's my goal. That's 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 the that's the undercurrent brainwashing working. It's working. <laughs> that's how you win the game of YouTube and live streaming. So, 1080p on a large screen is so bad. Oh golly, yes. As soon as you get on a large screen, 1080 is a is a is a little rough. It is a little rough. So you're saying you want to win Horizon Forbidden West before Elden Ring? Yes, I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny. <laughs> you know it's funny. Uh, Asmund Gold uploaded a video and it says Asmund Gold beats Lost Ark, and I was like, "What do you mean beats? Don't you mean win? Don't you mean you won?" <laughs> I we didn't we, we didn't want to do it. We didn't we didn't want to do it. <laughs> I wanted to poke him. I wanted to poke him again. He's all about I'll refute anybody. I'll refute anybody. Okay, well, where's my response, brother? Where where's mine? What's going on? <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> uh, I'm in hospital having surgery to remove a kidney stone. Oh gosh, that sucks. Uh, I might not be active on Lost Ark for a few days. Can you please not remove me from the guild? I'll give you a stay of execution, D crew. I will. I'll give you a stay of execution. Where I removed some people who hadn't played in like five or six days. It's like, listen, you can come back. Once, once we have slots, but like right now, I can't afford to have you, you know, in here doing nothing because we, we're trying to expand those, get that XP, get those things upgraded. So that is, uh, that, I'll give you a stay of execution, D Crew, since you're in the hospital. Did you add him? Wait, n- no, I didn't. Yeah, I added him on Twitter before I did it, and the next day I did it. There's no way. There's no way you didn't see the video. Come on, man. Somebody sent it to him. Somebody sent it to him. What's good, cat? Andrew says, I got back into Cyberpunk when I got a hold of a Series X. I played it with a new update last night, and I'm enjoying it. However, it still feels like so much is missing. Yeah, it's... This is one of the things I've said for a really, really long time, and I I try not to be too hard on Cyberpunk. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we have over 400 people here. Can you give me the 200-like milestone? That'd be amazing. 
uh, hitting those milestones can be super, super helpful uh, to the stream. So thank you so much for being here. Feel free to hit that like. Now, this is something I have said consistently about Cyberpunk, okay? I have said that, look, the, the idea that so much of the game has just futility or um, what's the word? I wanted to say duality. That's not right. A word that captures dilution. I guess blandness. Futility and blandness are just so baked into the crust of the game that I think the difficulty they would have to sort of get the game out of that category, they'd have to sort of rebuild it. You know what I'm saying? Like, almost relaunch the game. And I don't know if they're in a position to do that. You, you, I mean, you have to go through and change so much. Now, they wouldn't necessarily have to change dialogue, dialogue trees, those interactions, those little scenes. You wouldn't have to do any of that. But the base, the base level gameplay, man, you, you, there's no, I don't think there's an easy fix. I really don't think there's an easy fix when so much utility and blandness is just baked into the cross of the game it's not an easy fix it isn't lono is so good at hosting a radio talk show i'm pretty sure he could say a special phrase and we the core audience would turn into activated sleeper agents that's right that's right <laughs> when the sun sets on friday and it isn't purple that's the time i'm just i'm st- i just made something random up <laughs> Hopefully nobody's ever been hypnotized and now they're like, you know, spilling water on themselves or something. Can you talk about the broken HDR still not fixed? Okay, so you're saying, Raymond, you're saying the HDR is still not fixed in the game. That's unfortunate to hear. Uh, If you're tuning in, we've combed over. If you missed it, at the beginning of this stream, you can rewind. The first five minutes, I always bake all the info right there into the first five minutes. So if you missed the update, I combed over some of the basic information about the update. Now, I didn't I didn't read every patch note. That'd be obnoxious. I went through sort of the highlights and the big, big points and big sections. If you want all the patch notes, you'll probably have to go to their website. I'm not I'm not going to do that. It's, it's a ridiculous amount of bullet points. But according to Raymond, they've not fixed the broken HDR. Now, Raymond's, Raymond's caps lock uh, button is also broken. So... Hopefully you can get that fixed as well, Raymond, and hopefully they can get the HDR fixed as well. I can't think of anything that they could do to make me have an interest in Cyberpunk. It didn't interest me at all from the announcement, so no, this is not enough to make me play. Wait, so you're saying, Vengeance, from the beginning you weren't interested in the game, so I, I don't know what they would do to make you interested. If, if, if Are you saying from the very beginning you were not interested? Gameplay is super bland, and the characters talk, and you're like, really? This is so boring. It's so interesting, because I know, like, Radical and others think that the, the, the story and the characters are so good. They think the opposite. Now, you know, we know that Rad likes all the pretty ladies. I think that makes up for it, you know what I'm saying? So that that's definitely something that we know about uh, about Mama Rad. <laughs> they, could have, they could have my Pan Am an option for female V, but we're still living in 2020. Really, they could have made Panem an option for female V. I don't understand what you mean. Weezy says, this boring as blank. They added some animations to the crowd. Entire dev team act like they had a breakthrough. <laughs> the male VC is so bad. Yeah, the, the male voice acting is really, really bad. I, apparently, uh, the female voice actor is uh, superior. Barriers is longing, rusted, furnace, daybreak, 17, benign, 9, homecoming, 1, frick. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, the hypnotization. Yeah, yeah, those are the keywords. Unless they stopped it from being boring, I don't care. 
HDR is fine on PS5, says Veter. Okay, okay. Eugene says, I was interested before it released. It's so far away from what it was supposed to be. Johnny was the only one I cared about. Uh, let's see. The story and the characters are good, in my opinion. So there's somebody, Roger, thinks the story and the characters are good. I'm not interested in trying it because they put out a horrible product and it took over a year to fix only some of the issues. Not worth it, says Knights. I'll replay as a female. Uh, They should look to the modders to really show them what updates are. Well, Roger, did they not hire or, or, or essentially contract some of the modding community to help sniff out the the bugs and glitches? I don't know if they said anything about New Game Plus Chapel. Chat, is that anywhere in the uh, in the notes? Will I play Cyberpunk again today? I will. I got it reinstalled on my PS5. I've got a perfect checkpoint to show the game off to you. I'm literally right at the end of the 15-hour tutorial. Um, it's about five hours, but still. <laughs> That's a long tutorial. Uh, but yeah, we're right literally at the end of the tutorial when the game is supposed to like open up and you know, not be a tutorial. No new game plus, chat says. There you go. Okay. I wanted to make sure we we, 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 we asked chat because a lot of the times, I mean, I, I don't have time sometimes to read every single piece of the patch notes. And even if I do, sometimes I'm not going to remember every part of it. You can't fix bad quest design with a graphics update, says Techno. Does anyone know if an NPC, if NPC density is increased over PS4 version on consoles? I highly doubt that they've done anything with the density of NPCs on those old consoles. Do you mean, like, lower the density? I'm assuming that's what you would want. I wouldn't think that you would want more density on the old consoles. Um, I keep forgetting there's another Roger. <laughs> Roger, I hate to break it to you, um... Not even in this chat, but in the world, there are other Rogers. I, I I didn't give you a trigger warning. I should have given you a trigger warning before saying that. I hope. Um, I don't know. I don't. You may need therapy. There are actually there, there, there are other Rogers out there, and uh, I hope I hope you can continue um, just having a, a full a fulfilling life, even though you know that now. <laughs> Higher population on the street feels more alive. A lot more going on, says Greenside. Density is also changing with time of day on next gen, says Tgrim. I suggest trying it first. I'm sure they will keep updating it, but I think it will never be as promised, says Black Libya. Uh, They only made NPCs to run when you start to make a mess. Huh. It's not as bad as the amount of Roberts. (laughs) You got that right. Goodness gracious. And and, and honestly, Roberts are... Roberts can be pretty bad, you know. <laughs> Old Gen doesn't even get the updated pedestrian stuff. I would think I wouldn't think so. I, wh- why? Why would you want that? Would you want them to do more? It, it, it's barely running as it is. It's like, listen, man, Cyberpunk's held together by duct tape on the old gen consoles. Don't mess with it. Please, for the love of frick, don't mess with it. If you're just tuning in, maybe you've never been here before. This is Reforge Gaming. We do variety gaming news coverage. You can call me Lono, and we're asking you at the top of the chat, the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade, is it enough to come back? Would this make you come back to the game, or maybe even try it out for the first time? Yes or no? That poll is at the top 
of the chat. You do need to subscribe to talk in my chat, but subscribing is totally free. You will not regret subscribing. This is a very consistent and lively video game talk show. Lots of debates and discussions, and I keep it safe for work. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Most people treat me like video game radio. I don't really like Johnny hogging all the spotlight as well. I wish it was more about V. NPCs can now run away, beg, and even shoot back at times. I don't mean this to be, like, mocking, but when you type that, (laughs) I feel like I'm reading some, like, little indie titles patch notes. Hey, guys, we've updated the NPCs. They can now run away, beg, and and they can even shoot back at times. It's like, whoa! (laughs) That seems, that seems, no pun intended, that seems so pedestrian. That seems so basic. It's like, (laughs) It's like, wow, holy, hold on to your hats. (laughs) We got a zinger for you, guys. The NPCs, they'll shoot back from time to time now. You, I, we, we really hope, (laughs) we really hope this is enough to sway you. And uh, we look forward to whatever awards we receive for this unprecedented just innovation <laughs> like <laughs> there should be an award show like the sarcastic game awards right welcome to another annual edition of SGA the sarcastic game awards we are awarding tonight for innovation <laughs> in game technology and mechanics cyberpunk shocking everyone they updated the NPCs to quote periodically shoot back. We cannot believe the bravery and ambition that it probably took to come up with this. Come on up here guys and receive your award. <laughs> it's a it's a it's the remaining tube of toilet paper from uh, from my bathroom. Here you go. I stuck it to a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I'm not being a hater. I'm not being a hater. Everybody's like this guy's this guy's being a bit of a jerk. <laughs> It just, it just sounds, it just sounds, I remember when we first started getting into variety gaming coverage and I watched Yang Ye cover the cyberpunk update and he was analyzing how much better the driving was. I was like, oh my, oh frick, this game's got a long way to go. If this is what they're working on, like, hey guys, the driving isn't god awful anymore. We're calling this the not god awful patch. (laughs) It took a lot of work. A lot of energy, a lot of late night hours, and uh, we're really thrilled to tell you that the driving, it's not bad anymore. <laughs> we're very, very excited. We're very happy. So, uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember when I saw that coverage. And I was like watching him and he's like driving the car and he was like, I have to say it is better than it was. I'm like, really? This is the patch? This is the, this is what we're debating. We're, we're testing this now. Oh my word. It's a flaccid joystick award. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like a joystick. And the joystick is like, it's like tilted over. Warzone needs some of that not god awful vehicle. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you share some of the wealth here, CD Projekt Red? Help Warzone out. Like, hey guys, we understand your driving is quote god awful. Some people say it's like trying to drive a semi through Jello. Well, we're here to help. 
here at CD Projekt Red, we have come up with some of the most innovative driving mechanics to really make that car not feel like an utter piece of garbage with four flat tires. So, we're here to help. What are your questions? Like, <laughs> how, <laughs> how is it hard to get driving right? You know what I mean? It's not new. This isn't the first time there's been a moving vehicle in a game that you can, like, climb into. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I never understand. How is it hard to get driving right? Like, what is, what's the, what's the, what's the hang-up? I've never understood that. It's like every game that comes out with driving, they're like, game's good, combat's good. Yeah, driving could really, really use some improvements. It is just rough. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I remember the driving in um, Batman Arkham Knight. I thought, okay, this is really, really good. And then there was the driving in... I think Far Cry was usually pretty decent. It wasn't terrible. But, yeah, I, I've, I've always questioned that. Like, what's the, what's the deal here? Why is it so challenging to put a vehicle uh, in the game? Reminds me of these recent Elden Ring patch notes. We added some features, improved the balance of the game... Uh, improve game performance and usability, fix some other bugs. Yeah, but is that is that some, that's PlayStation game size trying to have a tweet. Elden Ring 1.01 update patch notes. I mean, come on. <laughs> Are they, <laughs> it might be the Twitter account that's the cause of your uh, of your, you know the, the humor there. Lona, Warzone is so bad, they have announced that they won't put an FOV slider until Warzone 3 drops. The excuse is that old gen will will drop if they put in an FOV slider. Sounds like a cop-out. It's not a... Well, okay, somebody said that... Was this a leak? I think this was a leak about Warzone. Somebody said that they can't even find some of the bugs. Like, because of how they base... They, they like, they like updated on top of an update or something with the engine. I can't remember what it was. There was, like, a leak that was like, yeah, we can't even find the bugs. We don't even... We, we, we struggle just to find them. We don't know what's causing them. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a part of the map where you, you hit a ramp and your car flies and then you meet Jesus. Like, we don't know why that's happening. We have no idea. We don't even know who put Jesus in the game. He's just there. Like, they don't know... <laughs> They don't know. They don't know what's going on. It's so bloated. Yeah, they can't even find the issues. They're like, oh, we don't know. <laughs> it's just have fun. It's just it's it's just it's pain. Life is pain. We don't know what's going on. With these new updates, I'll finally be able to win. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite meme. It's my new favorite meme that we have in our chat, dude. Oh, it's so blindsides me too. You're like, with this these with these new updates, I will finally be able to win. And it put win on the second line, Philip. It's so well executed. How it appeared in chat is a thing of comedic beauty. With these new updates, I'll finally be able to, and then as it wraps to the next line, win. <laughs> so I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Too much bloat, not uh, too much content. They were doomed the moment they tried to do an annual release. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Cyberpunk, I feel like, is in a very similar boat, right? Like, if you, like, it really is analogous to what they're describing with Warzone. Like, it just, uh, it's bloated. What the frick's in here? How do we even find these glitches and bugs? Like, what in the world? Well, 
It's too big. It's a scope creep. It's like so broad. So that leads to a whole host of problems. Just basic driving was terrible when the game came out. Like NPCs were dumb and combat was terrible. And and they're they're probably struggling, just like the Warzone guys are struggling, to even find the cause of problems. We're like, we don't know why that NPC walks into the corner and then floats up into the ceiling. We don't even know why it's happening. We're, we've never we don't even know. And so, I, I think, oh, and the other thing that happens as a result of this with the scope creep is that Cyberpunk has, I don't know, all these different things you can do that just, they don't really feel like they're finished. You're like, what is this? Is this, am I, am I meant to do this? Is this, is this meant to be a mainstay in the game? What, where did this come from? It's hard to say sometimes. Well, when you have scope creep, you end up with all these half-baked principles or half-baked systems or mechanics in the game. They're just, everything is all over the place. Nothing is, nothing feels polished or complete. So it's great, like, and and look at the poll results, right? If you look at the top of the chat, we have a poll here, and the poll says, Cyberpunk 2077, next-gen upgrade. It is enough to, is, is it enough to come back or try out for the first time. That's what we want to know. Now, 65% of you have said yes. A lot of poll results already, so make sure and cast your vote. 65% are like, yeah, it's enough to come back or try for the very first time. Now, the other 35% of you are like, no. No, I'm 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 good. You've either tasted and seen and you're like, no. Or you're just like, this isn't enough to convince me. It's not enough to convince me. What amazes me about this game, about Cyberpunk, they got hit from both ends. Number one, it had it had no business launching on old gen, but then it also launched on next gen without a true next gen version of itself. Like, do you know how crazy that is? Do you know how absolutely crazy that is? That it shouldn't have even launched on the old gen consoles, and it did. But then it launched on next gen and it wasn't even next gen. It's like you you landed in this weird mid. It's like what is this? What what is what's what is this game? Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 game director launches new studio Rebel Wolves. He noped out. Is that Is that brand new news? That's today. When did he leave? How long ago did he leave, uh Eugene? Game should have launched yesterday. Silver says, This is my first time playing, so I'm actually excited, TBH. Uh, let's see. They screwed the pooch. I just played Andromeda. It was okay. It didn't live up to the Mass Effect level story-wise, but I missed most of the bugs. Oh, like people holding guns backwards and stuff? How about that lady saying her face is tired? <laughs> Your face is tired. Well, it's killing me. What in the heck? <laughs> Why is that in there? Who wrote that? Vedger says, Console or PC, the representation will always stay poop emoji. Gameplay will always stay... I don't want to say it like that every time. Uh, And inventory mechanics will always stay... To say Cyberpunk 2077 is better on PC, you're really pathetic. Now, hang on a minute, Vedger. Hang on just a moment, sir. Okay? Here's the dilemma with your position. Okay? I'm going to go to Cyberpunk in Steam right now. Yes, I'm tall enough to ride this ride, I swear. I'm old enough to look at this. Right now, they have 
thousand reviews, four hundred and thirty-one thousand reviews, and it's mostly positive. They have a seventy-six percent. Now, I will readily admit that that ain't so hot for a, a CD Projekt Red game. That ain't very good. That's a seven point six. This game should be like an eight point six or a nine. Like they should be at an excellent rank. Okay. So, you know, you look at that game, and then let's go look at Witcher 3's rating, okay? Witcher 3's rating, 560,000 reviews, overwhelmingly positive, a 97, okay? A 9.7. You talk about a fall from grace, a 9.7. Do you know how hard it is to maintain a rank that high? When you got like over half a million people reviewing your game, that's literally insane that that's the rating of The Witcher 3, okay? But that's why everybody was so disappointed in Cyberpunk. A 7.6 for them, it's like a straight A student getting a C minus. It's like, what the frick did you do? What did you do? You, You left half the answers blank, you know? It's like a straight A student just totally bombing on a test doesn't make any sense it, you know what I mean now listen if you guys are new and you've never been here before if you're just tuning in hit that subscribe button we want to hear from you in chat there's a poll at the top of the chat will this bring you back you know is this enough we also do a show like this pretty much every day Monday through Friday so if you like video game news this is Reforge Gaming you can call me Lono thanks for being here hit subscribe if you want to talk in the chat broken game will always stay broken no matter how much you can pump up the resolutions and the frame rates, yellow chair influencer reviews. So you think that CD Projekt Red sent out half a million yellow chairs, and uh, and that's how that's how they got a seven point six, a seventy six percent. Sorry if this was already asked. I'm thinking of trying Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven when I finally get a PS five. So to anybody who has played it a lot, how long does it take to win Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? How long does it take to win? <laughs> now, Chapel's saying, not true. Say that to No Man's Sky. Yeah, I do think that, you know, No Man's Sky is, is a pretty clear indicator. Yeah, Cyberpunk has an 886 Metacritic score and a 7.1 user score. The 7.1 user score is pretty much in line with the 776 on Steam. That's basically the Metacritic users and the Steam users are basically given a seven to a seven and a half. That's that's pretty that's pretty trustworthy, I would say, as a rating. Now, it's CD Projekt Red though. It shouldn't be giving out a solid seven. It should be a solid eight to nine or higher. You know, that's what it should be. It's a big moment with next gen. That's such a weird statement. Now. I want to push back on what Vedger's saying, but I also want to say I understand the spirit of what Vedger's saying. I think Vedger's wrong. I do think games can get out of a broken state. I do think games can pull themselves up and really, really improve themselves, whether it's No Man's Sky or Rainbow Six Siege. I think there are games that ascend to greatness in spite of having a bad launch. Diablo 3 is another example, right? Final Fantasy 14, another example of ascending to greatness even though the launch was really really bad okay and so I think it's possible now I do think the spirit of what Vedger's saying I relate to look man 
you can do resolution updates and frame rate updates. You can make the you know the the, the hair prettier and the metal shinier. It ain't gonna make the game not suck. Like if the game sucks, you know what I'm saying? Like Biomutant had great graphics, but there were fundamental problems with Biomutant. Even if they would have gone through and be like, hey, we need a 4K texture pack for Biomutant. Well, that 4K texture pack ain't going to do anything for the fact that the game ain't good. Okay? So, I understand the spirit of what he's saying. And that, I think, and to a certain extent, he's agreeing with me. I think he's agreeing with me. Like, there's too much in here. It's too much baked into the crust. Cyberpunk will never be a, nine, a 9.5 or a 9, 9 out of 10 game. No, it'll never be. It may squeak into being considered like an 8 out of 10. Maybe. Currently, it's at like a 7 to a 7.5. Witcher 3 basically has a 9.6 on... Oh, a 9.7 on Steam. That's insanity. 560,000 reviews. Over half a million reviews. So like 50 hours to win, 100... Cyberpunk, if listen, once you get a PS5, Derek, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be totally real with you. By the time you get a PS5, you're going to want to play other games first, and when you play those games, they're going to give that, that you're not going to want to touch Cyberpunk. You're not going to want to touch Cyberpunk. You're going to play games like Ghost of Tsushima, you're going to play games like Horizon Zero Dawn and then Forbidden West, uh, maybe even Returnal, maybe Ratchet and Clank. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales. You play those games and then you wander into Cyberpunk, you're going to be like, what the frick is this underbaked piece of trash? You're going to be like, why did I... No. If you, by the time you get a PS5, there's a backlog of games well more worth your time and if you play those first, Cyberpunk is going to feel like a wet blanket. You're going to be like, what is this? This is not a good game. It isn't. It's a decent game that's getting better, but a decent game is going to feel like trash in comparison to the other PS5 lineups. You're just not going to want to touch it. Now, if you get your PS5 and you start with Cyberpunk, well, you might be like, yeah, this isn't too bad, right? Oh, it's a pretty good game. So it's okay. And then it's only up from there as you wander into the greatness that is Ghost of Tsushima or any of the titles that I listed. But that's my point. I, I, I don't know. It's up to you, honestly. That would be my recommendation. Is if you're going to play it when you get your PS5, you better play it first or you're not going to want to touch it. It's kind of what my hunch was. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene's agreeing with me. You're not going to want to touch it unless you do it in the right order. I used to tell people like that with, um, uh, with Borderlands. I always told people, do play Borderlands 1, then the pre-sequel, and then play Borderlands 2. And they were like, why? And I was like, because the pre-sequel is a step back from Borderlands 2. But if you play them in that order, it'll feel like a great game, because it's gonna it's a step up from Borderlands 1, but it's a step down from Borderlands 2. So I was like, you have to sandwich in the pre-sequel in between 1 and 2. And if you don't, you're, you're going to be very, very disappointed. So, guys, listen... There are ways to support the stream and this video. I don't know if viewership is fluctuating because YouTube did some updates to autoplay. So I don't know if we're surging up and then surging back down and surging up and surging back down because of YouTube or if people are having to refresh. If you're having to refresh, I am super sorry. That's not on my end. It's something that YouTube's been doing with live service. Uh, I'm sorry, live streaming games. Like servicing live streaming is getting it's getting updated on YouTube and it's been messing with stuff. So if you're experiencing that, I am terribly sorry. I hope that's not what it is. 
Creature said that some of our surge in viewership is because of autoplay, like people are scrolling and they're seeing me get animated like yesterday when I was screaming and yelling about Horizon Forbidden West, we suddenly had a surge in viewers. Well, it's because people saw me in the search feed or the suggest feed like losing my mind. Maybe periodically I should just like look like a crazy person and like throw my hands all over the place. Maybe that'll bring people in. In any case, if you've never been here before, we'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade? Um, and uh, the poll at the top of the chat is posing that question, okay? The Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade. Is it enough to come back or try out for the first time? Over 700 votes on the poll. So take that poll, get in there, and give us another like milestone. So many people have been here this morning. Uh, we're nearing the 300 like milestone. Smash that like button. Thank you so much. For being here you were lagging for a bit about 10 minutes ago it stopped now we were cruising we cruised up into the 500s and then we just dropped again i don't know what it is again it could be youtube youtube's trying to put live streams in more places and and maybe we're, we're getting you know we're getting people to click and then they're uh they watch for a few minutes and they're like okay cool and then they and then they bounce because we're also getting a ton of new subs so we're, we're having a great day thanks for being here thanks for taking the poll uh thanks for smashing the like button all those things and uh, we appreciate you very, very much. There are ways to support the stream directly, and I do periodically try to highlight that. Uh, we have sponsors. I'm wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. You can get 30% off if you use my code, 80stees.com, or use the shirt command. Shirt command, displate command, or glasses command are all of our all of our partners. Gunner Optics and Displate are great partners to us. You can use their link below in the description or use the command. And then the coffee. Uh, the coffee's not a sponsor. That's mine. It's my company. We got three different flavors. You can use the coffee command. Or if you're trying to get that holiday blend, guys, we're down to like the last 40 something bags. You can get fricked in February. Use code GETFRICKED to get 20% off our Frickmas blend. And I was making sure. No coffee orders yet. Who's going to be the first coffee order of the day? Thanks for being here. <clears throat> Dflow says I'll never get the extreme hate or vitriol some people have for cyberpunk I don't have a lot of free time for games but I still put in several hundred hours and it was great yeah Dflow Murph said something similar Murph Dog said look I put in over a hundred hours and uh, I plan to put in more with this update like there are some people uh, Murph Dog yourself Radical um, and clearly there's there's plenty of people on PC that like it like it's got a decent score on uh, it's got a decent score on Steam so there's clearly people that like it you know I I don't I don't necessarily think that it deserves the vitriol and the criticism however however I do think most of it was driven by yeah YouTube is definitely screwing around with something because we're just continuing to have big drops um, it's so frustrating it's always at the first hour it's always at the first hour I don't know what it is it's like we get beat up when we're having a strong number day it's like the, I, I wonder if they're trying to do something with like hey this stream's doing really well and when they try to do it it like messes with us I don't get it. It's always in the first hour because we're, we're at 58 minutes right now and it's I can tell it's happening. I, I don't know what it is. It depends on what you played Cyberpunk on. If you played on last gen, then that's where the hate comes from the most. Yeah, you know what's funny about that, Dave? I thought this game was just hated and then I checked it on Steam and I was like, how does it have a good score? How? Right? After everything... You know what I mean? 
People are confused because they can't figure out why you have Spider-Man featured with two superheroes. Spider-Man featured with two superheroes. I don't understand what... What? Um... What are the autoplay updates? Uh, last night I came home and Destiny Vid was playing from autoplay. I thought it was really weird since I don't watch anything related to that on my Barrier YouTube account. It's probably just because of the people who follow the channel. They watch it. Those people must ignore uh, must ignore what it's supposed to be and accept it for what it is, and I can't do that. Spider-Man is a superhero. I think Creature's being cheeky. Or maybe he meant to type Superman. <laughs> I think maybe he might to type, type Superman. Uh, Hulk, Superman, and Spider-Man. Oh, he's taking a shot at Spidey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not surprising. He, he's the most popular superhero in the literal world, in the like, across the globe. Yeah, and Spider-Man Miles Morales is like one of the most commercially successful games like six months in a row. So he's taking a shot at Spidey. <laughs> he's taking a shot at Spidey. <laughs> the, 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 one, of, one, of the, one of the strongest... One of the strongest, one of the most successful, <laughs> one of the most popular. He's taking shots at the at the at the at the Spidey Man. Uh, Johnny says, "I've got seventy plus hours, and I've constantly told the guys in my Discord the disdain for this game is purely due to its hype pre-release. It didn't meet hype expectation, therefore it's trash." Now, Johnny, I'm going to disagree with you, and here's why. Not not a few moments ago, we looked at The Witcher Three. And we looked at Cyberpunk, okay? The Witcher 3 has like a 97% on Steam, okay? That's not hype. That's quality and value being praised by the public, okay? Okay? Now, that lays expectational, foundational groundwork. People are like, this is what they do. This is what they make. And then Cyberpunk walks into the room and is like, How you doing? (laughs) I'm a rickety robot. I can barely walk. You know, I don't even have a next-gen version of myself for the Xbox Series X and the PS5. I barely run on last-gen to the point that Sony is going to remove me from the marketplace and give people refunds. Like, that is a gigantic fall from where they were, okay? Yes, Witcher 3 had a lot of bugs when it first released, but there's a difference between bugs getting squashed and a game being bad. Do you see the difference? They lied more than Sean Murray ever did. <laughs> hey <laughs> So that's the issue. So I disagree with you, okay? I think you're being like a charitable, thoughtful person. You're like, listen, it didn't live up to the hype, and that's why people are hating it. It's like, well, yes, but kind of no, not at all. Like, sure, it was some hype. Now, let me ask you something How, in the vein of hype. Who hyped it? $142 million was spent on the game's breathtaking marketing campaign. It was 45 percent of the production budget is this real hilly did you where did you find that did you make that up to be silly or cheeky or is that real hilly if that's if that's real then then who hyped it who hyped it that can't be real 142 million 
spent on marketing that can't be that one might be real they got Keanu Reeves they got Keanu there that wasn't cheap that was a cheap ticket item they didn't just get him in the game they had him at the at the e, at e3 he walked out he told everybody they were breathtaking like <laughs> every time people use the your breathtaking gif he's getting paid a royalty <laughs> I'm kidding that's not true that'd be amazing Keanu's 140 million richer <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just got the press release. Former Witcher and Cyberpunk co-developers form new pack to deliver. Uh, form a new pack to deliver next-gen RPG. We're extremely excited to share the news of the new avant-garde studio opening its doors to the world. Rebel Wolves, founded by an excellent team of industry veterans who have worked on Witcher 3, Cyberpunk 2077, and many others. The studio's core belief is to unleash creativity within a cozy, companionable team where anyone can fulfill themselves in their role within the pack of wolves. Their mission is to create unforgettable stories and stir deep emotions, evolving the CRPG genre. They're working on a AAA story-driven RPG saga for PCs and next-gen consoles, and are looking to hire talent. So when... When did he leave, though? Yeah, I wish I could get that timeline. Eugene might have put that in the Discord. I might have missed it. When he left... CD Projekt Red. That would be an interesting thing. How recent was that? According to an article from GameIndustry.biz reporting on CD Projekt Red's April post-earnings call, the studio budgeted $316 million for Cyberpunk 2077. And it's documented, Hilly, like verifiably documented, that they spent $142 million of that budget on marketing. Come on. Is that verifiable? The article posted didn't say. Okay. They hyped the game for eight years, says Eugene. So yeah, I can appreciate somebody being like, well, it didn't live up to the hype. You're trying to verify? Okay. Well, you know, it didn't live up to the hype, but... Yeah, and that's why people hated on it. It's like, well, who hyped it, though? Now, listen, I'll I'll grant you that The Witcher 3 made some people think within the realm of, like, super, super hyper, you know, hyperbolic, like, expectations, like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Nerd mother with half a year of support. Welcome back. Thanks for doing a membership. Appreciate those of you keeping your memberships going. Pretty sure that showcase was nothing like the actual game, too. Does avant-garde mean it can play like you're fighting in a dream and they can claim it's on purpose? (laughs) Is a 77 out of 100 on Steam a bad game? It depends, Robert. Does a straight-A student suddenly getting a 77, is that bad? I would say yes. You would wonder what happened. If you got a student who literally gets straight A's, like no matter what they do, book report, test, pop quiz, doesn't matter. A's across the board. And all of a sudden, they get a 77. You'd be like, hey, what happened? Were you not feeling well? Did you have a fever? Some of the answers aren't even filled in. What's going on? That's a butt whooping. Right, Robert. That's right. Your mama would have had words. Should have been like, what did you do? Should have grabbed. Should probably grabbed you up by your ear and been like, "What happened here? What happened here, Robert?" (laughs) 
should call you by your by your Christian name, you know. Robert Ezekiel Jones the third. I really hope I didn't guess your middle name. <laughs> I'm not saying the earrings would have come off, Robert, but it'd have been close. It'd have been close to that, right? You, you <laughs> In any case <laughs> In any case, the point is is that <laughs> the point is is that for who made it? You know, that that's that's down there. That's down there. That's a fall. Okay, here we go. The total budget of Cyberpunk, 1.2 billion. This is a huge amount, especially when compared to Witcher 3, whose production and marketing campaign consumed uh, 306 million and eight, oh, it's 81 million of the 306. It is by far the most expensive game developed in Poland, but it gives way to Star Citizen and Red Dead Redemption, among others. What was the amount of Cyberpunk? Typically, AAA games spend more on advertising than on the production process. Are you, that's, is that true? Turns out, CD Projekt Red spent more on developing the game than on the marketing campaign. The budget for the production of Cyberpunk was 567 million, oh, approximately 150 million US, and together with overhead, it amounted to 55% of the total. Oh, so that is true then. So they spent 55% of the total budget on production, and then the rest was spent on marketing. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate you being here. The name of the channel is Reforge Gaming, and we do gaming news coverage, variety gaming news. We are covering the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade. We appreciate you being here. Smash the like and subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. you got to subscribe to talk. We're super close to 300 likes. And you can take the poll at the top of the chat. Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen upgrade. Is it enough to bring you back? Or try it out for the first time. That's what the poll says at the top of the chat. Almost 800 votes already on the poll. Honestly, the relevant question is this. How high does a game have a score on Steam, Reviews, or Metacritic to win? (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's good. They should have spent like 75% on production instead. Well, what's alarming from this GameIndustry.biz article is they're saying right here, Typically, AAA games spend more on advertising than on the production process. Why? Why? Listen, I will help you with your budget right now. Are you ready? Listen, AAA companies, this one's free. Anything after this, you got to you know, pay me a consult fee and I'll sign an NDA. This is what you do. Spend 80% of your budget on production and then take the remaining 20% and just pay streamers and YouTubers to cover the game on the launch week. Do you want to know what's going to happen? The game's going to be way better and you're going to have far more targeted marketing. YouTubers and streamers are literally streaming and producing content to the people that are going to buy your game. And if you automatically improve the game's quality by taking 90% of your budget and spending it on the game's production instead of what this report says, which is most AAA games, typically they spend more on advertising than on the production. Streamers don't reach the majority of gamers? Do you have any idea how Apex became as popular as as it is? They didn't spend any money on traditional marketing. 
They just paid streamers to stream it for a week. Look at how successful Apex has been. People with disposable income aren't watching YouTube or Purple. Oh, man. Word of mouth. Are you kidding me? Games will trend if you do this. And if the game is phenomenal, you don't need to do all that. Apex was free. Okay, that's a good point. That's a that, okay. That's a slightly that's a slightly you know that's a decent point in a pushback on what I'm saying. Okay, I, I don't know. It, to me, all you have to do is is look at the results of what happened with Cyberpunk to say maybe you guys are going about this all wrong. Didn't Borderlands try this and fail? But Borderlands Three spent a lot on marketing. Man, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. Apex had a huge advertising campaign on ESPN. Street streamers uh, have a huge reach. When did they do the advertising campaign on ESPN? Was that launch week or after? Think about how much a billboard in Times Square is. Seriously, purple only purple only works because of viewers with too much disposable income. For real. Oh yeah, yeah. Eight years of marketing. Yeah, Among Us had none. Yeah, Among Us has surged in popularity to the point that they canceled their sequel. Why? Because a couple of streamers played it. Who, who was it? It was Pewdie- It was probably PewDiePie. They have to thank him. They have to thank Felix for the fact that 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 <laughs> their game became as popular as it is. It, it, do you see what I'm saying? You don't need to spend, you know, sixty and seventy percent of your budget. On marketing, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, Valheim didn't have any. Valheim largely got its popularity because it was good, and some streamers played it, right? That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. If, if you consistently... If you consistently say we're going to spend most of our most of our budget, most of our marketing budget, we're going to spend it on uh, on 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 marketing or whatever, you're you're literally you're literally wasting money at this point. It's like you you're spending so much money on marketing and then the game comes out and it's not that good. And one of the major and one of the major problems with it is is that once the game is bad, all you need Right? All you need is a couple bad reviews, a couple bad press releases, and your stock value goes down, your market share goes down. They lost so much money on this. Matt with a $5 tip. If I don't hear about it on Reforge Gaming, I don't know about it. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. More than likely, more than likely, if you continue to say, we're going to spend all this money, we're going to spend all this money on marketing... And we're not we're not actually going to uh, we're not actually going to spend money on 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 the game. We're gonna, I'm sorry, we're going to spend more money on the marketing than on the game. It's like what what in the world? How how'd that work out for Cyberpunk? Don't let's ask the question. Seriously, let's ask the question. How did it work out for the van, uh, the the latest Call of Duty? How did it work out for Battlefield? These games had insane marketing budgets. They were everywhere. Every single time I opened any website, I saw Battlefield advertisements. It didn't matter where I went. 
I could have been on Facebook checking memories of my kiddos. Like that's the only reason I get on Facebook. I go on there and I've got like memories of when my kids were babies because my wife would tag me in the videos. That's the only reason I open up Facebook. And every single time, Battlefield ad. Every time I open up YouTube, Battlefield ad. And look at the game. It's it's complete and utter failure at this point. No, n- not even not even in doubt that it's a failure at this point. They basically said that it's it's it, it's an it's a it's it's it, it what do they say it it didn't meet expectations it didn't meet expectations hilarious hilarious on a call on an earnings call they said it didn't meet expectations really is is that that's your response that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> to the point that they're considering making it free? Do you guys remember when I said, I said, listen, listen, when they when they come out, when they come out and say that they're going to say that this game is full price, I said, that takes freaking stones, and your game better be amazing, or you're going to have to make it free. You're going to have to make it free. And look at what they're considering. They said on that call, they're considering making it free. It's like, what in the world? So you spend all this money, you spend all this money, and you fail to make a good product, and when you fail to make a good product, you you actually end up turning it into an embarrassment for the company, a waste of marketing dollars, and now you're like, well, now we're going to make it free. How are you going to recoup all that cost? There's no way Battlefield gets support after 12 months. I don't know. I find it, I find it very, very hard to believe they're going to have any... Uh, any any success with that game commercially long term absolutely not there's just no way would have made a better product but our users didn't want it bad enough <laughs> do you think Elden Ring can live up to the height it's getting pretty crazy I'm not actually that worried about Elden Ring I'm not I think, I think Elden Ring the one concern I have about Elden Ring is this there's one concern I have about Elden Ring the concern I have about Elden Ring is that they want it to be their magnum opus. And because they want it to be their magnum opus, they're basically setting the stage for this to be like the best from software game. And whenever you do that, everyone's expectations are in the stratosphere. I think they've actually done a very, very good job of purely showing like, okay, here, this is all we need. Here, this is gameplay. Here's some basic info. Here's some trailers. Like, I think they've done a very good job just showing, like, here's what Elden Ring is like. Like, think about it. They did a technical test, and they let people play the thing for forever. To the point that uh, Fextra Life said they think they saw, like, 12% of the map. That's what that's what they felt like. They felt like Fextra Life said, we've, we've seen, like, 20, 20% of the map. And so... There's, in my mind, that's a pretty, pretty strong indication that they are very confident in their product, extremely confident in their product, and they're not worried about the game being good. Now, what what Eugene is saying is, I think, true. I think fans are hyping the game. I think they're hyping it. I think they're they're getting out of control with it and driving driving the sentimentality. Now, listen, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I said, Elden Ring is going to be their magnum opus. I said, we're going to look back on Elden Ring the way we look back on Skyrim. I, I believe that. And I don't just believe that because of trailers. I believe that because the developers clearly have confidence in the product. They've let us... Look how much they've let us see. 
they've let us see so much they're like they have so much confidence in the product that we didn't see this much of cyberpunk there weren't technical tests there weren't 70 hours of gameplay from some from some youtuber that got to come over like all these different parts of the game that that wasn't a thing as a from software outsider y'all sound like you're expecting the game to change your lives not criticizing just a data point I actually think it's going to be like uh, people are going to treat it like an RPG live service game. They're going to they're going to go head first into the Zubair. They'll make multiple characters, multiple playthroughs for sure. Fans were also hyping Cyberpunk 2077 because of The Witcher 3. Okay, okay. So Cyberpunk 2077 being hyped because of The Witcher 3 isn't the same as people seeing a litany of videos from people who have played tons of Elden Ring, okay, that's different at so many levels. At one level, people really being excited for Cyberpunk because of The Witcher 3 is basically like, you guys did something amazing with your last game. It has a 97% on Steam. We expect something to be at that level, you know, or close to that level. That's not the same as... (laughs) That's not the same as we've seen a bunch of the product. We've seen people play it. We've heard feedback from people who are who are combing over every aspect and are overly critical and they're like, this game, this game is great. Right? This game is great. So, and I think both are reasonable. Like you Zubair is saying, it's reasonable to hype Cyberpunk based on history, right? I think it's reasonable to say, man, Witcher 3 ascended to such great heights all the lessons they learned, all the things they did with that game, they're just switching genres now. It'll be great. Well, not genres. I'm sorry. Um, They didn't switch genres. They switched style. Like, they switched art style and art direction into cyberpunk out of, like, medieval RPG. So, that's reasonable. And I also think it's reasonable to say... Elden Ring's going to be amazing based on everything we've seen. Based on Sekiro winning Game of the Year. Based on From Software games being massively commercially successful despite people thinking that they're niche. They're like, oh, those are niche games. No, they're not. They are very, very successful. It's a very successful franchise. Cyberpunk is not fun to play. Other than that, it's a decent game. That sounds like those reviews we were reading and poking fun at. It's a 10 out of 10. Has a lot of flaws, but 10 out of 10. It's not fun to play. I mean, other than that, it's a decent game. (laughs) Dave is incredibly unpleasant to be around. Other than that, he's a super nice guy. (laughs) Other than that, I mean, he's a super nice guy. Other than that... He's a decent fellow. I worry more if the devs are afraid to show progress. Halo and Crossfire, perfect example of that. It makes me worry about Starfield and Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what happened with Crossfire, Jeff? I didn't touch it. <laughs> Sounds like maybe I'm, I'm, I've, I've spared myself. <laughs> uh, with Battlefield, the only option in my eyes is pay to win. <laughs> No Man's Sky is getting a complete combat overhaul with Sentinel Update. The free update changes the look and feel of weapons, adds new ones, and provides an array of new and tweaked enemies to use them on. Really? Interesting. Interesting. 
Not fun to play, but is it fun? <laughs> if you're... <laughs> that is, I, it, was, it was just such a well-structured sentence. Cyberpunk is not fun to play. Other than that, it's a decent game. <laughs> I disagree, says Zubair. I think if you're a dev, you should share nothing. It can only ever hurt you. Only show the final polished product. I don't know if I agree with that, Zubair. I don't know where I land on that. Should What do you think, chat? Is, is it smart to literally show nothing? Or is it smart to show progress? I, I don't know. Crossfire is pure garbage. I think IGN gave it a three. <laughs> oh, golly. A three? <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Did they, did they tweet their, like, summary review of it? Um... <laughs> a three that's so low <laughs> oh brother it may not be fun to play but can you win that's right that's right part of the product can be finished before the entire thing is finished you can definitely show that stuff They oh they actually gave it a two hang on my phone is doing a big it's like updating every app so it's like being squirrely hang on hang on hang on how recently did they tweet one of their little like summary pictures I'm scrolling through their their stuff what can someone find it for me (laughs) I want to read I want to read just their little summary that they sent out the tweet right and they put the picture and they put the score on the picture and then the picture just has like their summary that's what I need I'm just I'm literally just scrolling down through IGN. What is this? What is this? No, that's Cyberpunk. Uh, it would have been last week, right? What's Crossfire? It was like a, it was like a free game and it kind of randomly came out of nowhere. They had talked about it and shown a trailer at one of the pressers or at one of the events and uh, and then it just all of a sudden it had like a launch date. It was off my radar for a super long time. I was like, I don't what is this? Okay. Um <laughs> Here's a tweet. Here's a tweet. <laughs> Ty Guy Travis has it. What? In our chat? Um, uh, a Crossfire developer has apologized for the game's shaky launch. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Do they like, do they like write everything up ahead of time? They're like, well, we know it's gonna be bad, so get your, get your apolo- <laughs> get your apologies ready. Um. Oh, here it is. Here's their full review. Let me click on it, and then I'll just scroll down to the bottom. (laughs) They're calling it a bomb. (laughs) They're calling it a bomb. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Incorrect. Yeah, Crossfire. That was... We were talking about that the other day. I don't think you were here, Derek. I was like, that was actually such a good little game. Crossfire! (laughs) All right, I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. They gave it a three. They gave it a three. Alright, alright, alright. They played it on the Xbox Series X. Crossfire's pair of single-player shooter campaigns are sloppy, soulless, and mercifully brief. (laughs) Oh, no! Crossfire multiplayer review got a two! A two! They gave the single-player a three, and the multiplayer a two! Gee, money! Christmas! They labeled it as painful! Crossfire's multiplayer modes aren't worth the price you'll pay, and it's free to play. 
Oh, man. That's harsh, bro. Woo. That's harsh. Now, that's a stinger right there. I feel like the more you share, says Zubair, the more likely you have to have a we believe in generations moment. I don't know. I mean, chat, do you agree? He's ba- Zubair is basically saying show nothing. Now, listen, I've said similar things to what Zubair is saying. I have said things to the effect of, like recently, we were watching an event and they would show a trailer and there would be no date at all at the end. Not a date, nothing. Or they'd be like 2023. And I'm like, let me tell you something. Just shut up. I don't want to hear from you until I'm within the 11-month window. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear a thing. Quit showing me some trailer and getting me all jazzed and excited about something that's like two years away or no years away. We don't even know. We're like, when's it even going to happen? They're like, well, I mean, we're... uh, we're talking about it. <laughs> they show you like some crazy trailer. You're like, this is great. How far are you guys in production? What production? Pfft. What do you what do you mean production? We're we're just in meetings right now. We're just scoping it out. You know? I don't need to know anything. Now, I say that, but I think when you get into the final six months and you know you're on pace for delivery and you know your product's good. I think you're well within your right to start showing people stuff. Here's the game. Yeah. We got it. We got a tech demo. Uh, we got some stuff we're going to let the press see. Uh, you know, here's a gameplay sample. Here's this. Here's that. Like, that's how I look at it. I'm like, once you're in the runway, then you can start showing me stuff. That's when it's fun. If you're not even on the runway yet, just shut the frick up. I don't want to hear anything. The Wolverine trailer should never have dropped. What? (sighs) Okay, I'm going to make a caveat. I'm going to make a caveat. I'm going to leave room for iconic teasers. I'm going to leave room for iconic teasers. I think that that's fine. Like, like if there would have been like a God of War teaser for Ragnarok, you would have just heard the music and he would have walked forward from the shadows and been like, boy. You'd be like, okay. That's great. Thank you for that. I full mast, right? But outside of that, I, come on, don't do it. When you showed, as an example, as an example, when they showed Anthem, the first time they showed Anthem, it's all that simulated gameplay. And you're like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. They're like running with the animals and there's lightning and weather and and wind. What is this? This game looks incredible. And then the game comes out and it's like, womp, womp. This is not what we were shown. They showed simulated gameplay of The Division 1. Daniel Ratcliffe as Wolverine. Thoughts? Why would you why would you type that, bro? Like I don't even I, don't. <laughs> I, was, I was trying <laughs> I was trying to act like legitimately mad. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely not. What do you mean? It's happening in Doctor Strange? 
Bro, buddy, they better... <laughs> they, they better... They better wrap Daniel Radcliffe's skin around like Hugh Jackman or something. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work, bro. <laughs> now, maybe in some bizarro universe, but what are you talking about? What are you even saying? Creature says, What I'm saying is they should develop on schedule that allows them to be completely done before releasing major information. Tell me the plan, go execute the plan, show me when it's done. Long story short is, hey, we need to... uh, is they need to earn the right to have their development and marketing timeframes shared again. They've burnt that bridge. Right. Hugh Jackman says he's not getting buff again for Wolverine. He's happy singing and dancing now. Eh. Want to see Daniel Radcliffe as Nightwing? Alongside Robert Pattinson. Mm, I don't think it's a good idea. People are saying it's happening. I could see that being in a bizarro universe where he wouldn't necessarily need to be all big and bulky. There are probably far better men for the job. I have nothing against Daniel Radcliffe. I think he's very talented, but I don't think he would be a good Wolverine. Uh, Let's see. It's better than the alternate reality where the X-Men were students at Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Wolvie says pass. Yeah, I don't know. he doesn't have the body for it. You know what I mean? Like I said, if you go into a bizarro universe where everything's upside down and weird, okay, maybe. But come on. There's got to be somebody better built for the job with their with, with as far as their body is concerned. You know? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Listen. I'm I'm going on record. I'm going I'm going on record right now. I think Henry Cavill would be an amazing Wolverine. You you'd have to gruff him up cuz he it, he's Superman, right? <laughs> but man, he would be ooh, he'd be good. He'd be really good. Momoa? No, Momoa would be a really, really good um, Sabretooth. I know, I know. I know. Henry Henry Cavill's taken any Superman, but yeah, dude. Henry Cavill is Wolverine and, and Momoa is Sabretooth. Woo! Too pretty for the part. Yeah, I said they'd have to gruff him up. He's too big. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He is pretty tall. Yeah. You'd have to you'd have to do trickery with the footing, like the shooting, to make him look shorter. Yeah, Tom Hardy maybe. Yeah, because he's not super tall. Tom Hardy's already cast though. Wolverine's your size. Yeah. All right, we're getting off the beaten path here. We can't spend the next. We'll we'll, this will cannibalize the show. It'll cannibalize. So let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um. So, with what Zubair is outlining, with what I'm outlining, how much do you think that played a part in the marketing of Cyberpunk? Because Eugene has made the point already today, Cyberpunk was marketed eight years ago. Momoa can't act. You watch your freaking mouth, bro. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Watch your freaking mouth. We gotta move on. <laughs> we gotta move on. Don't you dare talk about my boyfriend like that, okay? Don't you dare. Don't you dare besmirch. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, 
Lona would pass out from all the blood rushing. <laughs> if we put those two guys, put those two guys in a movie. <laughs> you know how I feel about Jason Momoa. You better be careful. You guys know how I feel about him. You guys, you guys know. <laughs> you guys know how I my feelings about him. <clears throat> that was bait, I think. Didn't they start development eight years ago? Yeah, what did the original trailer look like? What what was it? Cyber I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I wanna look it up. Cyberpunk. Is there a way to search for it? First trailer reaction. Okay. Nine years ago, there was a teaser trailer. GameSpot has it 2013. 2013. This is their this is the teaser trailer. CD Project Red. Look at that. Look at those eyes. Oh boy. Oh, she's gonna get shot. Oh, she's okay. She's alright. <clears throat> it just it knocked off a little bit of her makeup. Her blush. Junk! Here comes another shot. Oh, there's her shoe. Oh, there's a lot of shots coming. Okay, okay. A lot of bullets, a lot of bullets flying. Alright. She's, uh... She's, she's struggling in that... She's struggling to stay inside that top. What'd she do? This is the police. (laughs) Put down your weapons. And put some clothes on. Can't wait for this game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. Can't wait for this game. It's gonna be amazing. Naked Lady Hunter. She just closes her eyes. That's it. That's the trailer. That trailer came out nine years ago. January the 10th, 2013. Nine years ago. That's insane. That 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 is a long time. That I my mind is blown. I did not know. I did not know that that's how long ago they started marketing this game. That's freaking bonkers, bro. That's bonkers. It was announced before last gen. <laughs> when will it come out? Yeah, when's that game? <laughs> oh, I'm not hard on them for no reason. Yeah, you promoted your game nine years ago, man. That's almost a decade. <laughs> Some folks call that a decade. <laughs> that's that's a long dadgum time, you know. There's not a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of room here to 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 make excuses for them. There simply isn't. You know, they've uh, they got a long way to go. We got they got a long way to go. 
Sony could make 22 live service games in that time. (laughs) It was held back by the last-gen consoles. Now do you understand why I think it was scope creep more than anything? Somebody asked earlier what's scope creep. Here's what scope creep is. Let me get a let me get a piece of paper. I'm going to show you what scope creep is. Okay. So scope creep is is when you have this this piece of paper right here represents the entirety of the project when it's first conceived. Right. <clears throat> so I want you to imagine like the four corners of the paper represent. You know, the engine, graphics, art direction, sound design, right? Each corner contains significant elements of the game. And then someone's like, you know what we should do? We should add a a companion system as well as change our graphics uh, rendering process to include some of this new stuff, this new technology. And you're like, okay, cool. And then it goes like this. So the piece of paper gets bigger, okay? And... Now your your the scope of your project is bigger than it was originally conceived of. So th- that affects everything. Like you, imagine if running across the top here is is timeline for completion. Like this is how long it's going to take us to build it. And somebody's like, "Well, what if we do this too?" Oh, yeah, let's do that. That looks amazing. So running across the top of this piece of paper here, that's your timeline for completion. But guess what? Typically, in video games and software and things of that nature, I worked for a technology company once, okay? This scope creep attempts to work under the original timeline. This is how long we have to create the game. Okay, so you try to jam all of this in the year. So what ends up happening is this get most of it gets diluted it's spread too thin it's like pizza dough spread out too far and so you end up with delays you end up with aspects of the project that just aren't complete they're not combed over they're not polished right so the scope gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger the scope creeps out and gets larger than what was originally conceived of so when i worked for this technology company the ceo he was basically like the leading cause for development companies and technology companies, the leading cause for their failure, he said it's two things. Scope creep and bad project management. And they're interrelated to significant degrees. So, th- nine years ago, CD Projekt Red is like, we want to build a game called Cyberpunk. And they and they spend almost a, they spend a long time building it and in the midst of building it, it just, yeah, feature bloat. Just, let's add another feature. Let's add another feature. Let's add this. Scope creep is when you only use the sniper rifle to surreptitiously stare at, an attra- at all the attractive NPCs. <laughs> That's funny. This reminds me of my college classes. The biggest problem currently in software development is lack of good management of projects. Yeah. That's what, the, that's what the CEO of his company said. And so, it's... When you look at Cyberpunk, it's so hard not to see that under every rock, under every system, un, under every, you know, half-baked, diluted aspect of the game. I, I see scope creep literally in every corner of Cyberpunk. Every piece of the game is is stretched 
way too far. Let's add swimming and never use it. Yeah, let's have driving combat mechanics that never, ever come back. There is literally a tutorial in Cyberpunk where it shows you how to engage in vehicular combat and then it's not in the game. That's scope creep. What the frick is that? Why is this even here? It would be like going into a game like it'd be like going into Ghost of Tsushima and then being like here is a bow staff here is how you fight with a bow staff the bow staff can be used in this way you're like sweet and then for the rest of the game you never use a bow staff you'd be like what the frick was that why did I do that why did I learn how to do all that (laughs) what was the point of that that's scope creep somebody thought oh yeah dude for sure for sure man the city with cars and stuff we're gonna be having combat build a combat system and build a tutorial cool man and then that's all they did people like to blame publishers but publishers do a lot of good imposing deadlines and goals It's like having a claymore and not using it. (laughs) That's good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. Ooh, ooh. Oh. How have they still not added New Game Plus? I don't know. CD Projekt Red is a perfect example of what can happen with self-publishing. Light Roast and Frickmas are scope creep. We only need Dark Roast, says Robert. <laughs> Zubair would, would like that. We haven't sold. We haven't sold any coffee today. Oh, no, we just did. That's funny. I felt it. I felt a disturbance in the force. A bag of Frickmas. And you forgot to use the code. You guys keep forgetting to use the code. Easy HT Tech. Thank you so much, Easy, for ordering a bag of the Frickmas roast. Listen, guys, you can get 20% off when you order the Frickmas, all right? Snag three bags and then use code GETFRICKED and you get 20% off the whole order. Drinking my light roast right now. Very good. Yeah, I'm back on light roast. It's so drinkable. It's so good. Yeah, listen, if you guys are, if, if, you're, if you're a coffee drinker, all right, if you're a coffee drinker, People in chat will tell you our coffee is very good. This is not a this is not a sponsor, by the way. This is mine, and we have a light roast, a dark roast, and we're working our way through the final forty bags of the Christmas blend, well, the Frickmas blend, I should say. Sorry, the holiday blend that we did. So snag you some. Cyberpunk was originally a board game. Well, yeah, that we we know that. that that's that's you know that's that's not what we're talking about today, obviously. Um. To bear, I stand with Robert. <laughs> it's nice that you light roast guys can have your coffee flavored tea. <laughs> Coffee's great, very smooth, blends with just nice. Uh, very smooth for all blends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like using the dark roast for like uh, cold brew. Um, you know, they t- they dr- they'll drink it black. They drink it uh, with creamer. So greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. Some feedback on my Twitter uh, announcement today said I purchased the game at release but I never ended up playing it we'll probably give it a go if you guys want to follow me at Reforge Gaming on Twitter uh, Gritter I already downloaded the PS5 upgrade last night and I love it there we go thanks for those responses uh, to the tweet appreciate it 
And thanks everybody for being here today, supporting the channel, cruising to our next sub milestone of 12,000 subs. We just hit, looks like we just hit 11,000 and we are, we are cruising. We just hit 11.8 today. Thank you very much. Really, really and genuinely. I hope you guys like gameplay because we're about to enter an era of a little bit more gameplay on the channel. We do a talk show like this in the mornings, but Horizon Forbidden West, we're going to, we're going to try to allot ourselves enough time uh, to beat that game and uh, then Elden Ring after that. So we really hope you guys support the gameplay. Uh, Lost Ark's not doing so well on YouTube, but we're going to continue to play it and invest in it. We got two guilds, and I am really, really liking it. I really want to get to um, uh, level 50. And then I'm going to make a second character, and I'm going to play. I'm going to help my, my wife do, uh, start a character. So thank you to everybody today who has hit subscribe. You can subscribe in confidence. I am uh, a safe-for-work broadcaster, so the talk show is here Monday through Friday in the morning. Sometimes we do a second talk show, and sometimes the second stream is gameplay. Today, that second stream will be gameplay. We will be checking out the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen update. We'll be checking out the gameplay. We will be diving into a bit of Lost Ark as well, and we will be doing another segment over on Split Screen. Our larger channel will be doing it with Call of Duty Warzone. Would you say that you are enjoying Tiny Tina is a matter of grinding it out until you get decent guns? I'm trying to like it, but it's not clicking. Here's the problem with what you're playing, Derek. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep was the last DLC, I believe. was the last DLC for Borderlands 2. So what you're doing is you're playing something that's largely built on the precipice of you showing up with, like, your skills and your guns, and a decent understanding of the game. So more than likely, it's not hitting because of that. That would be my guess. I don't know what, they're selling it separate to promote her new game, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, that's coming out in March, and more than likely, you're feeling the the vacancy of the fact that that's supposed to be tacked on to like, the end of the game you're supposed to have like a character and guns and you've played through multiple dlcs yeah it might not be standing well on its own it's funny anthem's a great example people blamed ea it was all on bioware i can't recall the last time we learned the publisher was actually to blame i think the publishers bring a reality that needs to be examined eugene and I think they get turned into the scapegoat every time because the publishers bring the deadline, okay? And then the developers are like, well, if the deadline was longer, we, we would you know, we'd have been okay. Okay, but isn't it on you to make sure? It's like with my kids. I tell them, clean up the living room or there'll be consequences. You can't have books at bedtime if you don't clean up the living room. And they don't listen. They just kind of sit there sometimes because they're kids. So I'll say, all right, we're going to set a timer. And that's how much time you have to clean the living room. Okay? You could have kind of done it at your own pace. But now, now there's a time that you got to work within this time frame. Now, if I give them 60 seconds, that's unreasonable. But if I give them 10 minutes to clean the living room and it's like a pile of books and some stuffed animals, that's like, that's like more than enough time to clean the living room. Okay. Now, 
you might say at the end of that 10 minute period if they fail to do it and then they don't get to have books they'd be like well that's not fair if we would have had more time we would have been able to clean up and it's like I gave you a reasonable amount of time so the question becomes is the deadline bringing about a reality that is on the publishers like hey you're setting unreasonable expectations you're asking us to do it'd be like asking my kids hey clean up the living room and then like set a timer for one minute like oh my gosh that's not fair 60 seconds they'd be running around they'd probably make more of a mess than than clean you know what I'm saying so that relationship I think needs to be examined like are you setting up a deadline that's unreasonable that's leading to this happening with regularity there are times where the publishers like come on it's like when I'm telling my kids we're trying to go somewhere put your shoes and your socks on please please we're gonna be late come on and the publishers like come on let's go what's the hold up and Bioware's like well we spent three years doing nothing <laughs> sorry we spent three years in pre-production we changed the name the genre uh, we did we did all this stuff and uh, we just started building it and now we got 18 months to build the whole uh, the whole game <laughs> and they were like well it's EA's fault they set a deadline well yeah if they wouldn't have set a deadline the game would have never come out they'd be still they'd be still tinkering with the wind settings or something how do you blame the publisher when the developer had six years for Anthem right now EA played a role they strongly encouraged them to use the Frostbite engine no Frostbite which engine did they use Dice or Frostbite which frick I'm forgetting I'm forgetting the, the the name of the engine now it's been so it's been so long since we covered it don't worry Bioware Magic will be fine yeah yeah they you know what I mean I'm offended with that accent Frostbite is dice oh there you go so Frostbite they were strongly encouraged to use Frostbite and they know when they use Frostbite they get a better royalty share on sales because it's proprietary and they don't have to do an engine an engine royalty share with like let's say Epic if they use Unreal or something so they were strongly encouraged to use Frostbite which they did for monetary reasons if the game is a smash hit we're going to make more money right so a lot of people wanted to blame that on EA because they weren't really supported like they ran into problems they just one developer described the engine as having razor blades and then when they needed support a lot of the support had been moved uh, to some other games now again you you can't lay all that at their feet because you can't lay that at EA's feet because it's like listen you guys could have had plenty of time to deal with these razor blades and these problems if you wouldn't have sat around for for three years doing nothing you had bad leadership there was a lack of leadership there was a lack of direction nobody's making decisions nobody's making choices I was 20 seconds behind so that comment has lost its relevancy <laughs> oh what'd you say oh Frostbite no you're fine no, you said, I'm offended with that accent association. No, I understood what you meant. Horizon for best Forbidden West marketing in Manchester. Woo! 
Hey, somebody made a really good point in response to my rant, uh, my rant video. Uh, they left a comment on the YouTube, the actual like y- you know YouTube VOD, and they said, they said that the budget for Forbidden West. Let me try and find the comment. The budget for Forbidden West was like significantly larger which he was saying this just goes to show you that when a game is commercially successful they'll they'll get more money he says right here you also should have argued that the budget for Horizon Forbidden West was 110 million euros which as the first game only had a 45 million euro budget so they they almost tripled they almost tripled their budget so why do you think that happened well because the first game was extremely commercially successful so as is related to my rant about people trying to save $10 on Horizon Forbidden West affecting the commercial success of the game. Like, that that's significant, right? They sold 20 million copies. And I mean, look at the budget they got. They almost tripled their budget for the second game. And you can take money, you're gonna take money out of their, their commercial success, and then you're all gonna cry and whine when the third game doesn't get it doesn't get a lot of a bigger budget. This game's just like the last one, man. It's just not any better. Blah. Well, if you saved ten dollars, if you're one of the people that did the loophole, then shut the frick up. Like, literally. Heartfelt. There's like a hair on the microphone. There's ghosts in here touching my face. Devs don't see a dime. Yeah, they get nothing. Yeah, yeah. They go from a forty-five thousand, forty-five million budget to a hundred and ten million budget. Contractor is hired to do work, and the scope of the work and the deadline are agreed upon. Funds are exchanged for the agreed upon finished product. Mm. Thank you so much, Andy. I, I think I replied to your comment. You you wrote that comment. Which rant video? Too many to keep track of. That's right. That's right. Um. All those jobs created. Yeah, they more than likely expanded, hired more people because the first game was super commercially successful. And then the next one's coming out and everyone's like worried about saving money. (laughs) You guys are worried about saving money. Sony's just greedy and pocketing it though. Yeah, yeah. Sony's just greedy and pocketing the money. I, I couldn't believe it. When that guy put that comment there, I was just like... Thank you. It's like everybody yesterday, so cynical. So cynical. The CEO will just pocket it all. I'm gonna say my ten dollars and he's not gonna he's not gonna get that extra yacht. I'm gonna keep him from it. <laughs> if you weren't here yesterday, so to catch you up, if you're tuning in for the Cyberpunk uh, 2077 next gen upgrade, we've been talking about it all morning. Be sure to take the poll at the top of the chat. Is it enough to bring you back and try out? You know, are you coming back or trying it out for the first time? We will be checking it out momentarily. Okay, so stick around for that. But if you missed it yesterday, I went off on a rant about that um, because Sony, as an act of customer service, said, "Listen, if you buy the game on PS4 because of the PS5 shortages, we're going to give you that free upgrade. If you ever, if you ever download the game on the PS5 in the future, you'll get it for free." And they, uh, people figured out that like, oh, well, you can buy the game on an old PS4 and then download the PS5 version and save yourself $10. 
and I took issue with it. I said, you know, promoting that and and thinking that that's an okay thing to do. I said, I think it's stupid. I think it's bad for the industry. Played on my Series X and it looks really good. Yeah, I made sure my PS5 version was updated last night. I booted it up. I'm actually in a really, really great spot to show off gameplay. We are at the end of like the five hour long uh, tutorial. Um, Because that is one of the... That was one of the other complaints I had and others had about the game. Was that it just took a really, really, really long time. Wait, what app is not... None of these apps are updating. Like, start again. What is going on? They all just say waiting. I I did an update on my phone. I got like 30 apps are supposed to be updated, and it won't... They've all apparently been updated? That can't be possible. I think it said something to the effect of like, I need need to uh, update my phone or something. Hang on a second. Is there a new version to the phone now? I feel like such a boomer sometimes. Software update. Here we go. Download and install. Go for it. Every once in a while, I open up the app store and it's like, you have 50 apps that need to be updated. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh Uh-oh. Five hours, those are rookie numbers. I spent like 20 to 30 hours <laughs> on the prologue. It's a prologue, not a tutorial. <laughs> if I hit you in the face with a baseball bat and I call it a pool noodle, it's still a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a baseball bat. I can call it a pool noodle, you know, but you still have a broken jaw. (laughs) It's a prologue. It's not a tutorial. (laughs) (laughs) Then why does it contain literally every tutorial aspect of the game? You know? (laughs) It's funny. It's real. That's funny. That's a good one. It's not a tutorial, bro. It's a prologue. <laughs> it's not a doll. It's an action figure. It's not a cartoon. It's anime. It's not a tutorial. It's a prologue. <laughs> oh, golly. I wonder how much uh, better Cyberpunk is. What? Assassin's Creed is one big tutorial. If it isn't tutorial, it wouldn't lock you out from other regions. Sony's always growing studios, so they are reinvesting money back into making games. The idea that people were saying that Sony is pocketing the money is ludicrous. Well, it's just that it's 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 cynicism. It's just a cynicism about corporations. That's what it is. It's a cynicism about corporations. This idea that, like, if they make a bunch of money and they're successful, that's a problem. Do you understand what's happening? I'm going to tell you what's happening. You want to really break it down? Uh, Let's break it down. 
the anti-corporation ideology doesn't work all that well when you buy a game and you assist it in in having like record sales it it's 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 juxtaposed against your anti-corporation anti-profit ideology that's an ideology that has spread that profit is the devil and that these corporations are evil like so what do you do what are you supposed to do buy that cup of Starbucks, you buy, you know, you buy buy a cheap pair of sneakers at Walmart, you help some game sell or you buy an iPhone or you help some video game sell millions of copies, right? But you still want to clutch onto that ideology. Well, if they, if they if they make a bunch of money, they're 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 just going to pocket it and they're not they're going to make it. They're going to you know, line their their seventh pool with the skin of baby seals. So you you have to like you have to like pacify the fact that like you're you're taking part in the very thing that you claim that you dislike and you're opposed to as a consumer. It's not a problem, but trying to say a consumer taking advantage of a loophole is morally wrong is just as dumb. Well I appreciate you saying something that nobody said yesterday, Sinos. Nobody said anything about it being morally wrong. I said it was stupid and hypocritical. It's incredibly stupid to complain about game quality and improvements in games and and to complain about cross-generational support and then to turn around and be like, oh, I'm going to use a loophole to save $10 so I can get all that extra next-gen stuff for free. I think that people that do that, I think that that's stupid. I don't think you're a stupid person. I think the behavior is really stupid. It's antithetical to everything we want from the industry. I have said it very many, many times, and this is so shocking for people to hear. If I like a game, I want the developer and the publisher to make buckets of cash. I want them to be swimming in a Scrooge McDuck pile of cash if I like the game. Why? Because then I'm probably going to get more and better content out of that game or franchise that's why everybody else takes this stupid posture of being like i love this game but i'm gonna give them the least amount of monetary support i can because they're grubby and they're selfish and they're greedy i'm gonna buy i'm gonna use the the loophole to save 10 bucks so i can buy a pizza yeah i think it's and again again I'm not judging you as a person. I'm talking about the actual behavior and the action. I think it's stupid. If you love a game and a franchise, you should want them to be as commercially successful as possible. They went from a $45 million budget on the last game to this one being $110 million. Do you want to know why? Because the last game was incredibly commercially successful. So if you want Horizon to be a great franchise, get a third game, maybe get awesome content, maybe they expand it, who the frick knows, then you should want them to get as much money as possible. Oh, you were being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the evidence of the budget going up. It's like the company got more money. They got more of an investment from Sony. And why? Because the first game was super commercially successful. So when you penny pinch and you act like, I, w- I want them to make, I want them to, I guess, break even. That's why you get half-baked rushed games. Because they're, because... They're trying to squeeze as much as they can out of the game, knowing the behavior of the consumer. 
The big corporations are greedy, so why can't we be too? My greed is just different than your greed. My greed is positive and yours is negative. So your greed is one of withholding. I'm going to withhold as much money as I can, okay? I'm going to withhold as much money as I can. My greed is positive. I give them as much money as I can. Why? Because I want the, I, and I and I promote giving them as much money as I can. Why? Because if I like the game, I want them to make a ton of money. I want them to make a ton of money. That's a that's a form of greed. That's a self-referential behavior. I want the games to continue and to grow and to be awesome. Why? Because I like them. It's it's a self-serving choice, right? So my greed is just different than than yours. Big corporations are greedy, so why can't we be too? Uh, as a dev, hearing gamers complain and whine about not getting their precious little game updates, but they won't pay for them really ticks me off. It's pathetic and childish and greedy. Wow, gimme, gimme. Well, I mean, updates and patches are not necessarily the same. I'd argue my greed is a positive as well. I'm not saying positive and negative as a judgment. I'm saying the actual behavior. One's a positive and one's a negative. One's active and one's 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 passive. I'm not saying it's a positive and a negative as oh one is good and one is bad. I'm literally using I'm using them in a more um, what's the terminology? That uh, a positive and negative. I'm saying I'm 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 saying it as a um as just a pure descriptor of the behavior. I don't think people understand that. You can think corps are greedy, but ultimately in the scale of things, your non-purchase does nothing to move the needle. Don't you have to take into account the disparity regarding CEO compensation? When a CEO makes half the budget of the game, I'm not saying this is the case with Sony. Well, so what do you do then? Do you analyze every company's pay scale budget and then say whether or not you're going to try to support the game? Is that how you support a game do you support TV shows that way movies is that what you do do you break it down to say well I don't want to give them money because the CEO makes too much in general the way that that commerce works the way that you work as a consumer is you support what you like you give money and you become a patron of something that you like and that's self-serving if I and all my friends continue to, re- to continue to visit a local business because we really like it, that helps that business stay open. Now, if I continue to go back to that business as a patron and I stayed really, really long and didn't tip the wait staff so then morale would go down. If me and all my friends went to this local business and we would stay, order the minimum amount of food, we'd stay too long, only drink water, and not tip the waitstaff. That is a stupid way of showing support for that local business. Why? I'm making it hard for them to earn money. I'm sitting there too long, they can't get new customers in the door, I'm not tipping the waitstaff, so the waitstaff morale goes down. I'm being a parasite. I'm not being a patron. There's a difference between being a patron and a parasite. I'm not helping that business flourish. I'm an anchor dragging them under the water. And that's a, that's a microcosmic view in how gamers can behave. We expect everything to be free. We can't believe that they want to increase prices and we want things to continue to get better. 
as a consumer, it's my job to look for as much of a good deal as possible that is legal. Ten bucks is, uh, is another DLC for a different game or a battle pass for another. I don't necessarily think it's your job as a consumer to look for the best deal. You're supposed to look for the best value. And I think giving less money so that you can get more value from something, I think that is not the same as being thrifty and looking for a sale. Like if there was some, okay, so let's go back to the local business. Let's go back to the, to the, to the, uh, the small business of the restaurant. Let's say they printed a bunch of coupons and there was a loophole on the coupon that allowed me to use it multiple times in a compounding way so that it hurt their margins and me and my friends all kept coming back and using those coupons now you could say oh but I'm just being thrifty well no you're taking advantage of a loophole to save money which I guess you could classify as being thrifty but it's it's damaging to the it's it's not good for that business it, there's no symbiosis it's good for you it's not good for the business So if you if we continue to do that to this restaurant, right? Like you you would see that harm the restaurant. I do not buy new games anymore. I wait for it to go on sale, not because I'm thrifty, but because I've been screwed over too many times. Yeah, that's entirely different because every product goes through value degradation. If you wait a year to buy the outdated iPhone, that's that's not the same as you know, you find some loophole and get an iPhone for $5 somehow, right? And they're like, oh my gosh. And then a million people do it and it hurts their margins. And then because it hurts their margins, they have to downsize some department and people lose their jobs because, you know, a million people took advantage of some loophole. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but taking your deal and applying it to a local lawnmower store I help out with on Sunday. Um... Is there more to say than that? Are you going to elaborate, Ashen? I'm not sure if that's a complete thought. I buy games on the PS app all the time. The PS4, PS5 store is integrated. How is buying the cheaper option after reading both product descriptions a loophole? I just think that you're being willfully ignorant. That's a willful choice of ignorance. You know why you know what you're doing they created this as a form of customer service so that people can buy the game on the PlayStation 4 and know, oh, I can get the upgrade later. They didn't do this so that thrifty consumers could save $10. I just, I think it's willful, it's just willful ignorance to act like, oh no, this is totally legitimate and fine. This is why they did it. They did it so I could save money. That's not, no. You know that that's not true. That's why this conversation got me so fired up yesterday. It was like, you're, you're, you know it's not true. You are intelligent enough to know that what you are doing is a loophole. I'm not morally judging you. I'm saying it's contrary to what I believe. I believe that games that go the distance and do the extra work and add all these extra features, I believe they should be compensated for that. And I believe using a loophole to ensure that more than likely... Hundreds of thousands of people are going to do this, and then that's a lack. That's a that's a loss of compensation. That's money loss for the company at a grand scale. I believe that's bad for the company. That's what I believe. I don't think it's good. I want more and more games. I want more and more games 
to invest in new tech, innovation, and advancements. And if that means the games are more expensive, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. To the same degree that I was okay buying Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray and it be being more expensive than my DVD set. I didn't just get a free Blu-ray set because I already bought Lord of the Rings on DVD. I was willing to buy it again on Blu-ray at a higher premium because I knew I was getting something that was excellent. Something that had had more quality and value pumped into it. I was willing to do that. I'm willing to spend more on next generation games because I know the developers are putting more into them. I know that they're spending more time, more R&D. They might even have to hire new employees that understand how to do 3D audio or haptic feedback or any of those things that are now newer in the technological realm. Like I'm, I'm willing to support those things with money. It doesn't bother me. I didn't storm the castle or write a letter or get really angry when I had to buy Lord of the Rings a second time because I knew I was getting something that was better. I knew it was worth the extra money. It was worth buying it again. It was worth the the increase in price. Tony shouldn't have said it was a free upgrade. They should have stuck to their guns. Yeah, the irony here <laughs> The irony here is is they did something to honor the original statement that they made cuz listen, I blasted them for this. I did. Go back. When they, when they were going to charge $10, I went back and blasted them for this. I said, no, you need to stand by what you originally stated. So sticking to their guns, there is no sticking to their guns. You're, you're, you're actually forgetting the true history here, Greenside. They are sticking to their guns by giving it to you for free because that's what they originally stated. And I blasted them. I blasted them. So they actually are sticking to their guns because they originally stated this would be one of the games where you would get the free upgrade. And then they indicated that that wasn't going to be happening. And I said, no, no, hang on a minute. You told consumers this would be free. Honor what you originally stated. So the irony of saying they should have stuck to their guns is that they actually are sticking to their guns and their original statements. Therefore, I think it's I don't know, a little silly to basically have the public browbeats them, me being one of those people, being like, hey, honor what you said you were going to do for the people that buy it on the PlayStation 4. And then all these PS5 owners are like, oh yeah, bank error in my favor. I get to save $10. The frick out of here. It's not for you. If I can use a loophole, I will. These large corporations use loopholes to their advantage to avoid paying taxes. You're going to use loopholes, I will too. Yeah, they also abuse their employees, Abe. Is that you going to justify that? You can go abuse people and is, what, what are we doing here? Is that how you make decisions? <laughs> Come on. You don't seem like that kind of person. Well, they do it, so I can do it. <laughs> you know, loopholes on taxes, that's fine. Mistreat their employees, that's fine. What? That's not a justification. I have no problem paying the PS5 upgrade fee, uh, but it's but if it's free, that's a leap. Is it a leap though? Is it? They do something that we consider wrong. I don't know if Sony does this. Companies do all kind of loopholes to save money. And to pay, you know, pay zero, you know, zero, you know, tax dollars. And so you're, well, 
we all people look at that and say that's wrong. Well, I'm gonna do it. What? I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I don't. I don't call my CPA up and say, "Man, how many loopholes can we use this year? How many? How many loopholes can we use this year?" No. I just give him everything, and then he says, "Okay, we can do 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 do." And here's all your expenses. Here's your profit. Here's your in personal income tax. Blah blah blah. I don't. I don't. I don't try and use loopholes. I'm sure there's people that do. That's nowhere near a fair comparison. I'm talking about saving myself ten bucks, not abusing someone. No, no, I'm not saying they're equal. I didn't say they were equal. I said that your method of justification is a terrible way to justify behavior. Well, they did it, so I can. That's that's your that was your that was your that was your posture. That's a terrible way to justify a choice. Well, they do it. I'm gonna do it. Like, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're equal. I'm not committing false equivalency here. And so, oh, that's the same. Saving ten dollars is the same as abusing, you know, employees. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the act of justifying it. It would you would it sounds ludicrous the minute you use that justification in another field. It's like you wouldn't do that. That's the problem. No one can point to actual malfeasance by Sony and instead are using generalities to justify their actions. Yeah. Well, you know, corporations do bad stuff. You know corporations are greedy. So I, I'm gonna do this. What? From where I sit, Sony has reinvested in the first party properties because they've been successful, which more than likely has led to uh, increase in wages for the people at the company, potentially new jobs at the company. So, so Sony Sony gave a, a, a bigger budget, invested more in Gorilla because of how good the first game did. I'm telling you, the economic reality here is when tons of people do what you're doing, it will affect the profit, the margins, and the commercial success of this game. There's 120 million PlayStations in circulation. You don't get to say, well, I'm just saving a buck. I'm not doing anything. No, uh uh-uh. You're a part of a big, big, huge crowd of people doing something that I think is stupid and damaging to the profit of a really great franchise, which will inevitably affect its, its, its future funding. How, how could it not? How could losing millions of dollars on the project, on the on the commercial success of the project, how could that not affect it long term? You're talking about millions here. How many people are going to do this? There, there are so many PlayStation Fours in circulation. There are what 10 million people with PS Fives. If if let's say four million people buy it on the PS Five, if just I don't know. 500,000 people do this. Let's just lowball it. If half a million people do this loophole, do the math. That's an insane amount of money. If I go 500,000 times $10, I, I can't even count the zeros. It's, 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 is that one, two, three, four, five, that's six zeros. You could argue buying digitally is helping their bottom line for packaging, shipping, and materials.
this is a little bit silly. They're saying, I'm going to save 10 bucks or cheap options, but when stuff like the PS5 comes out and paying scalpers like 800, 1500 bucks for it, why are they doing it? Uh, they aren't losing money. They gave it up by offering it for free. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't offer, they didn't, they didn't lose the money by offering it up for free. No. They offered something to people who don't have a PlayStation 5. And you're like, <laughs> loophole. I mean, I have a PS5, so I'll go get in line holding my PS4. Like, come on. They they created this for people that, that don't have a PS5. They didn't create it for you. And you're jumping in line and, and you're getting to take advantage of it. They didn't think about the losses when they offered the free upgrade. Yeah, think think about how 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 um, parasitical this is. Like, there's a chip shortage globally. It's affecting industries. It's affecting jobs. Right? It's affecting jobs. It's affecting the industry's profits and and abilities to to make things. In the midst of that. And in the midst of that economic strain in reality, they say, okay, listen, we're going to give you a free upgrade if you buy it on the old system. We, we can't make enough of the new system. We're, we're doing this as a, as, a, as, a, as a goodwill gesture to the consumers. We're dealing with this reality. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to save myself 10 bucks. I'm going to hurt the profit margins of this game because, you know, chip shortage is helping me I guess I, that's fine if you think it's bad but why are you trying to make it out like anybody who does it is a scumbag putting words in my mouth that's a short road out of here I've, I've qualified it eight different times did you just walk in or are you just being stupid which is it because that's not what I said did you just get here or are you willfully being a dumb dumb because I said I'm not judging the person, I'm judging the action. I'm not saying that you're dumb, stupid, or a bad person. I'm saying the choice is a stupid choice because you're literally taking millions of dollars from them that could help the next game, help Guerrilla, help reinvestment. The first game was so incredibly commercially successful that their budget almost tripled for the second game. They went from a $45 million budget to a $110 million budget. That's Sony reinvesting in Guerrilla. That probably led to greater jobs, greater wages for that company. I've not once said you're a scumbag or you're a terrible person. I've said the choice is stupid. Given how informed you are as a consumer about the realities of these games and the chip shortages and why they why they in, in, in initiated this free upgrade, I think what you're doing is stupid. You are way too informed. You know way too much to posture like this is no big deal. The chip shortage realities, the struggle that these companies have gone through to push these products out to get them to you. Everything that we've all dealt with, 2020 and 2021, and you're like, well, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to save my $10. I think it's a stupid decision. You know way too much to act like this is not a big deal.
you're not ignorant to the realities of these companies and the money that they make and what it does for them you're not ignorant to it you understand how it works you understand what led to this Sony generated $80.9 billion of revenue in 2021. They're going to be fine. Yeah, so you go go steal from a millionaire. It's fine because they have plenty of money. Still saving 10 bucks though? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. The the chip shortage realities that's led to this crappy in this crappy industry like grinding halt it's 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 hurt it's hurt the auto industry it's hurting technology industries all the industries that we benefit from like they're they're all dealing with this and we're acting like well because they generate a lot of money it's totally fine is there anything sony could have done to circumvent ps5 owners abusing this surely they would have foreseen people doing this yeah yeah, they would have said you can get your free PS5 upgrade in two weeks, and it would have dissuaded a lot of people from doing it. Yeah, no, it's fine. If you buy the PS4 version two weeks after launch, we'll push out and we'll update all of those accounts with the free PS5 upgrade. It would have dissuaded a lot of people from doing it. Two week wouldn't have been a big deal. If you had bought it on your PS4, and in that two-week period of time, you had bought your PS5, you'd have been like, no big deal, I can wait a little bit, and then I'll get my free upgrade. All these PS5 owners would have been like, eh, it's not worth $10. I'll just buy it at the, I'll buy it at the full price. I disagree, I'm looking out for the little guy. You mean like the people that work at Gorilla? There's, there could be interns, sound engineers, world builders, art department people that are looking at a, a a large audience, millions of people, considering giving them less money that will affect margins and profitability, which could affect next budget, could affect reinvestment, could affect their department. I think they should have just time-gated it. And then I think a lot of people would have been like, well, it's not worth it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play a, a, a degraded version for for two weeks. They probably didn't have they probably didn't have that in their mind when they said this. A lot of these companies are reacting. This the, the, like the situation with the chip shortage and the situation with the with the consoles and distribution and stuff. It's tough, man. Like we want to act like like. You want to act like a big, big, successful companies that make tons of money? Oh, they can just suffer losses. They'll be okay. What do you think? Who do you think the first people to, to, to lose their job when a company suffers financial loss? Let's apply your cynicism and greed philosophy to these game companies. Who do you think the first employee out the door is when profits slow down or when margins aren't looking so good? What do you think they're going to do? Well, the CEO ain't taking a pay cut, according to your philosophical and cynical view of, of corporations and CEOs. So who do you think the first person out the door is? Probably lowest paid employees, QA departments. You know, a lot of those guys are hired as temps. Their contract doesn't get renewed to save money. You know, those are the expendable people. 
it's but it's fine it's fine they make tons of money do you see do you see why like it's important it's important for companies to make good money on the products they sell like if we really like a game we should want it to see we, we, we should want them to make tons of money it's very important it's a very delicate ecosystem it's a lot of people these are big companies with big budgets and a lot of employees It can't be that big of a deal. You're the only person I see complaining about it, or maybe I haven't been looking. What fallacy of the group now? Because I'm the only person saying it that that makes it. It's not a big deal. It's not true. If I'm the only person that comes and tells you the building is on fire, you can be like, I'm gonna wait for ten or more people to tell me. I just, I just it's you're the only one, so I it can't possibly be true. <laughs> uh. I'm not anti-corporation at all. I want good companies to make money, but if they set it up to where an individual can save themselves 10 bucks, they know for a fact people will do it. Yes. Yeah. Abe, do you think... Track with my thinking here, Abe. Why do you think they tried to walk it back? Why? Just theorize for a minute. Why do you think they tried to walk it back? You think there's an economic reality that like, oh my gosh, (laughs) uh... That, that's that's potential millions of dollars in in profit loss. What the frick? What do you? Why'd you guys do that? Why did you say that? They they attempted to walk it back for a reason, and me and other people blasted them for it. It's like no, uh uh-uh. uh, you better stand by what you said. Can't do that. You can't tell the public something and then just not do it. Not a good look. Gorilla has grown by a hundred people in three years. Why do you think they've 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 now got a hundred people working? A hundred more people have jobs in the industry. Where do you think that came from? The commercial success of the first game, which almost tripled their budget for the second game. What does the next gen op- uh, upgrade offer in Cyberpunk? New content fixes or both? Sorry, Mythrax. That's at like the, the, that's at the beginning. The, the next gen upgrade gives you performance mode or ray tracing. We're, we're well off topic now, but it's okay. It's okay. Because we're going to be playing the game in a little bit to showcase everything. The problem is it's hard to push this stance after all that's come out about Activision. Watching them announce record-breaking profits but still firing so many people. Anti-corporation sentiment is high. Oh, I know. I know. Horizon Forbidden West was going to be a $60 launch window game. That's why the upgrade was going to be free. Explain that out. I don't, I'm not tracking with you, Eugene. Um... They were firing people to keep them quiet, not for profit. Yeah. New info? Spicy? New info about what? I spend on companies that have earned goodwill for me. I buy, I'll buy microtransactions in every DLC, but Cyberpunk hasn't done that. They crap the bed on launch and uh, have a lot to make up for. A lot of people take that posture with games like Cyberpunk. They're like, I'm not giving you money. 
No, absolutely not. There are people that will never support No Man's Sky. Doesn't matter how good the game is now, they don't care. They they, they think that some proverbial line was crossed at launch and that they're they're unworthy of uh, of support. Cyber says it is totally their fault for offering it in the first place, but just because you can do duh, duh, just because you can does not mean that you always should. It's a similar debate with uh, government. Well, we're not going in that direction. I don't think most people uh, that have paid for a PS5 are penny pinchers. Penny pinchers, though, TBH, homie. Our, our our chat is a microcosm of the gaming world, if if anything, and there are tons of people in my chat that are doing it to save the ten dollars. Tons of them. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying it's ridiculous. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, that just seems like I'm not saying that I'm saying I'm not saying you're ridiculous. I'm saying that it's a uh, I think it's just a stupid decision. I, I think it's antithetical to everything that we fight and argue for out of games. I think it's backwards. I think it's completely and utterly backwards. This isn't some this isn't this isn't some like I'm not trying to tell you or convince you to buy Cyberpunk at full price. You know what I'm saying? A game that's proven itself to not be worthy of it. No Man's Sky's on Game Pass still won't download it. Yeah, there are people who just on principle won't download it. And I, sadly, I think your 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 principled stance is so. I, I sadly, I think your principled stance is not is not in, is not well informed. I don't think there is accurate information out there about what led to that game's launch and what led to everything that happened with it, I don't think the information available to you supports that kind of posture. I don't. I think it's a posture that's based on either misunderstandings or ignorance about the game and its production and Sean Murray's statements and interviews. With respect, I think your posture, shared by many people, I think it's just rooted in lots of ignorance. There is not all of the information that's readily available now to the consumer about No Man's Sky, what went into the launch and what happened in the flood with their studio and all the work they lost. Like, I think there's way more information out there to be like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with supporting and playing this game now. They have poured their heart and their soul into this game to make it excellent. It's deserving of, if any game is deserving of support, it's No Man's Sky like I bet you I would put money on the table that you're not consistent I would I would put money on the table right now I'd set it out there and say I guarantee you I can find a game that you play that was more misleading or more misrepresentative of itself than No Man's Sky guarantee you you're not consistent what about your channel if folks come here and consume your content for free then they better not be upset when you stop because it's not sustainable. Bottom line, vote with your wallet if you enjoy the content support it. Oh, there's a whole argument going on right now, Swade, about people who use Adblocker and why, and how it's stealing. And I agree with them. I think when you don't tip, you're stealing. Unless, unless it's warranted and you actually legitimately like speak to a manager and you had a terrible experience. Outside of that, people that are like, yeah, I don't tip, you're a thief. And people that run ad blocker, I, 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 I'm not judging you. That's, but that's theft. The, this ecosystem exists. This content exists. This website is serviced because of advertisements. And when you block them, you're stealing. 
PewDiePie ran the numbers once, and it was it was obscene how much money he didn't make because of how many people ran AdBlocker. Because he could see, he could look at the viewership, right? He could look at the viewership, and he could look at the ad revenue, and he's like, "This is ridiculous." AdBlock and not tipping isn't theft. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're 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 it's stealing. I agree 100% just trying to support your argument. Yeah. Good thing I just pay YouTube Pro Family Pay and saves a lot of money. Yeah, premium. I get money from premium. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence, if you run premium, I get paid as if you saw the ads. Not tipping equals thief. That's a stance that won't get support outside the U.S. Okay. In the current Western Hemisphere, what the wait staff is paid and you don't tip, you are a thief. And probably worse. Like, I wouldn't be friends with somebody like that. Seriously. I wouldn't. They're paid so little. If you don't tip waitstaff, I wouldn't even want to be your friend. I wouldn't even want to eat with you. That That's so scummy to not tip. If that's your posture, I wouldn't even break bread with you. I wouldn't. I'd be like, you're scum. In, in America. In America, if you don't tip the wait staff, then you're scum. I don't care if you feel judged by that. You are. That's thief. That you're you are a thief. Ration with a a, a renewed membership, thank you, and a five dollar tip from Stephen Marston. I'm not stealing anything. I don't get your ad revenue. I don't take anything from you and pocket it myself. So that's all you need to do to steal is you have to actually that, that stealing inquires that you actually get to keep it. <clears throat> you want to turn around and posture like it's oh it's on the restaurants. It's on the restaurants to pay them better. It's an economic reality in America that the wait staff is paid a certain amount and that the people eating there, the patrons it's a symbiotic relationship. You come in, you get reasonably priced food at a very quick at a very quick amount of time, and then you tip the wait staff accordingly. You are a thief if you don't give in to that into that relationship. You're a thief, no doubt, no question. If you go out to eat in America and you're like, "Yeah, I don't tip," you're a thief, and I wouldn't eat with you. The restaurants are scum. They should pay their employees fairly. My tip shouldn't be calculated into their hourly rage. I'll tip, but if you can't pay your employees, you shouldn't be open. You speak as someone who knows nothing about the restaurant industry, the regulations, the margins, and and how they're... It's an economic reality. You would have to go in and pay twice as much for the food, which means nobody would come and eat there. Nobody would come and eat there. Do you have any idea how, how awful... The, the, the restaurant industry is it's so hard to start a business because the margins are razor thin the regulations all the insurance money they can't they can't just pay them more money you clearly don't understand the business realities of, of, of restaurants if you think well they could just pay them more money no they can't it is le- it is the literally most risky business venture you can start is a food business. What about takeout? Takeout's a little bit different. I usually put, I usually go very minimal tip on takeout. Like if I go and pick it up, yeah. 
They can't just pay them more. Dude, just stop. You're completely wrong. Really? Have you ever studied this? Have you ever studied how risky the mar- how risky it is to start a business? How they're literally in the red for like the first three years? Have you... Did, did you see how quickly all the restaurants shut down and went out of business? Did you see how quickly it went? Their margins are razor thin. It, it, it's they're virtually they're almost like, they're, they're almost like a bumblebee like they shouldn't even exist like they shouldn't even be able to fly it shouldn't even work it's not true of the big chains though yeah but the challenge there is many of those big chains aren't big chains they're franchises and the franchise the franchiser is the one that has to manage all that and they can't afford just to pay people more money a lot of the times when you go eat a restaurant you're not eating at a chain owned nationally owned restaurant you're eating at a franchise owned restaurant which means they're not in the position to just do that like we'll just pay people more money apparently the entire world except us Americans have figured out how to run a restaurant without paying workers two dollars well there are there are 18 realities that lead to it and ours are probably different than theirs it probably could come down to it's overregulated. it probably could come down to that uh, it could come down to the certifications and the checks and the balances that they have to go in just to make sure they can serve food to the public I, it could be that it could be that you're not making an argument that supports not tipping by the way you're still a douchebag if you don't tip well, it's on the restaurants. It's not on me. Nationally economic situation that uh, can't be fixed at the flick of a pen. And, uh, you know, it's on the restaurant owners, so I'm not going to tip. You're still a douche. <laughs> you can you can wax eloquent about, like, the economic realities and maybe compare restaurant industries from other countries and act like this is easily resolved. It's really on the CEOs, the corporations. Again, you're justifying being a douchebag by like act. Well, there's this big, huge problem that could be solved, so I'm not going to tip. You're still a douche. Dre Power uh, with a renewed membership. Thank you. You can say it's part of the business when we're the only country that it happens. If you can't afford to pay your employees, you got to reevaluate your business. Yeah, if you can't afford a tip, you got to reevaluate eating out. Stealing is too strong. Tips are optional. It's like extra credit. No, it's stealing. You're stealing from that person. Because you went in, sat at a table, and didn't give them money that they they, they are they are to earn that's theirs. That's supposed to be paid to them. It's an ecosystem that you're a parasite on. You go in, you sit, you're served food under the assumption that you're going to assist them in their hourly wage. I, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, like the restaurants are, are as pure as the driven snow. I'm not saying that. You're a parasite on the existing system. You're just going, oh, I'm not going to tip. Somebody else could have sat in that table and ate and they had tipped them. So you stole from the waitstaff. I want to make it clear. I always tip at least 15, but I ain't happy. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying the system is beyond criticism. I'm saying that's how it is. If you're going to enter into a relationship with that system, you it's so hypocritical to go and engage with the system that, guess what? You're a benefactor of that system. The food's pretty dadgum cheap at a lot of these restaurants. Do you want to know why? 
because of the economic system and reality that you're taking part in. Right? Why is I have a real problem with this? They should just pay their staff more money. Okay, well, if they did that, the food would become more expensive. Would you be okay with that? Well, sure. Then tip them. It's not. How is it different? <laughs> you're going to go in and you're going to engage with that reality. That's how the system is set up right now. You are a hypocrite and a thief if you go and engage with the current restaurant ecosystem in America and you don't tip. You're a hypocrite and a thief. That's a terrible combination. That system exists right now as it does, and you know that. And you go in and say, I don't, I don't tip. You're a hypocrite and a thief. If the system's so bad, why are you a patron of it? Why are you supporting it? If it's so reprehensible, so awful, can't believe, pff, I can't believe how they treat their employees. They don't pay them enough, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to tip. Zero self-awareness. That most people won't be willing to pay more, even if tips are removed. Yeah, if you suddenly went in and the $8.99 cheeseburger was 15 bucks, they would probably have less patrons. They probably would have less patrons. And then maybe lose a bunch of money. And then maybe shut down. I tip between 20 and 30 depending on the server. Anything less, you should get takeout. Yeah, my floor is 20. My floor is always 20. My wife's always like, you tip way too much. I'm like, I can, so why would I not? Why are restaurants relying on charity to pay their workers? Good, then they should shut down. Yeah, and all those people are now unemployed. Good job. <laughs> good job. You really waged a good war there. Cook staff out of a job. Busboys, managers, shift uh, shift leads. You know, even the wait staff. The wait staff usually make pretty good money in a lot of these restaurants. In a lot of these restaurants, they make pretty good money. Shut it down. Yeah, that's great. That's fine. All those people lose their income. They're all on unemployment now. Why? Because you you philosophically pontificated about how this is a corrupt business practice, even though it seems to be working in most situations, as long as you go in and tip. 20 bucks from uh, Devin Blevins. I'm sorry? You're Why are you sorry? Americans love comparing their prices to European prices, saying their economy is better because things are cheaper, totally disregarding the difference in economic culture and regulation. Like, to me, it seems silly to be like, well, they should just pay their waitstaff more, and then you'd have to pay more for the food, and you, oh, I'd be fine with that. Then why won't you tip? What's the problem with tipping then? You're creating a false dichotomy. You're saying the only way to run the restaurant is to pay their staff so much that it shut down the restaurant. No, 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 no. Alarian, you said they they should just shut down then. If they start paying the wait staff more and they like raise the food prices and then they have to go out of business because the pay, they don't get enough traffic, less people start coming, then they'd shut down. You're like, good, yeah, shut it down. I'm like, what? There's a middle ground where a restaurant can pay their workers a livable wage and also not shut down. Really? You're just going to presume that about every restaurant in existence? That's incredibly sweeping. So every restaurant out there that as soon as 2020 hit, they all virtually had to shut down because their margins are so razor thin. They can just, yeah, they can do it. They can afford to pay people more. Except all it took was a couple months and they almost all shut down. Tons of people out of work. Tons of privately owned businesses gone. 
into thin air. And that's all it took. That's how delicate it is. And you think something that delicate, yeah, no, they can just pay people more. Sweeping generalizations. Just, yeah, oh, come on, man. Just pay your people more money. All it took was a couple of months of lower foot traffic and you shut down. Literally every restaurant in the world can do it, uh, except apparently American restaurants. 10 spot from Noah. I don't think people realize how their money breaks down for the company. That 60 they break down per game splits between the company, other companies they need to pay for their resources. Oh yeah, for sure, that too. Yeah, look at what Jerry Main's saying. Food costs have gone up 25 and 50%. Now you're also supposed to pay your staff more. Right, it's so delicate. I'm saying that there are restaurants that can and won't, and the ones that can't shouldn't exist. All right, let me run this one by you since you just conceded a really great point that's going to help my argument. There are restaurants that can and they won't. So you've just conceded that not every restaurant could do this. Some are small-owned businesses, some are franchises. What do you think's going to happen when the restaurant that can does, they raise everybody's wages, and then they have to raise price of ser- like of service because there's no tips anymore, right? So they raise costs on all the items. What do you think is going to happen to that restaurant when the other restaurants in town aren't doing that and their food prices are staying where they are? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the market's going to do? How's the market going to respond to one or two restaurants getting rid of tipping, raising wages, and then raising menu prices? What do you think the market's going to do in response to that? I'm uninterested in businesses that can't pay their employees. You don't get to simply exist as a business uh, because you have a garbage operational model. Sounds like a lot of these guys should eat McDonald's until they can put together enough money to go out and eat. We're having two different conversations. One's a bit of a red herring. You can't criticize the restaurant industry as being bad or corrupt or horrible and then go eat there and not tip. Like, anybody that does that is a hypocrite and a thief. Now, you can actively go to the restaurant, be a patron, and tip the workers, and be philosophically opposed to the business model. You're like, this isn't right. You can afford to pay people better, and you don't. I'm still going to tip, because I'm taking part of that ecosystem, okay? So, you're well within your right, right? I'm a bartender here, came to learn about cyberpunk. You're well within your right to criticize the ecosystem. You're well within your right to criticize the business model. But the minute you partake in that ecosystem and don't tip, I have zero respect for you. Zero. You're taking part of the ecosystem and that's the way that it's built. You are welcome to not like it and criticize it. But if you go and don't tip no respect at all because you know what you're doing when you do that no I know you understand the importance Alarian, and that's why I said we're having two different discussions Alarian's criticizing the ecosystem I'm saying listen the ecosystem may suck but if you partake in that ecosystem and you don't tip that's freaking that's that's nasty that's nasty
I always tip, but I'll criticize the crap out of the system. It's crappy, and it shouldn't be the way that it is currently. Yeah, I, I listen. More than likely, there are too many restaurants that couldn't. That's the problem. There's probably too many that could not do this. I think, especially in my city in Louisville, I think most of our restaurants are privately owned. They couldn't do that. They couldn't just suddenly pay people more money. They're, they're, most of them are in the red for the first three years. So they can't do it. They simply can't. So I go and want to support them. I like the staff. I like the food. I love the fact that my city has locally owned restaurants. It's wonderful. You get so many. You just get this like cornucopia of food choices. Nothing wrong with saying the system sucks. I'm not participating. As in like you don't go eat there. I get that. But why should waitresses be tipped? when other customer service jobs don't have access to tips with the same base wage? No. What customer service job are you working for $4 an hour, King Arthur? Where the frick is that? Where is that? Another issue is a cheaper restaurant, the $20 tip, there's pennies compared to the high-end restaurant. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. You can dislike the system as long as you still tip. Not tipping does not hurt the system or the business. It only directly hurts the person who just served you. That's exactly right. I worked in the restaurant industry for over a decade. It's one of the worst careers, long hours, sometimes no breaks, no time to eat, living off coffee, and most work two jobs. If you say the system sucks, I'm going to leech off it and screw the person serving me. You're a blank wad. (laughs) That's the problem, the $4 an hour. Right, but like I said, Abe... I'm, I'm, I'm willing to throw out a figure. I bet you 70% of the restaurants in my city couldn't do it. They couldn't. If you came in, let's say some, some law got passed, and all those restaurants had to suddenly pay those people minimum wage, I don't know what it, where it is now, they'd all shut down. Like that. They would all shut down. Immediately. That'd be the end of those businesses. I think about 70% of the restaurants in my city would shut down instantly. They got they got no they got they got no chance. They got no chance. I think that that's the biggest problem. I think there's too many that could not do it. And the ones that could, I'm telling you, if they did, they would make up that money on the menu and then they'd and then they'd sell less food, less 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 people coming in, and then they'd probably shut down anyway. You know. Good, then they should shut down. I don't get that's that I don't get that. I don't get that, Alarian. So so small locally owned businesses that are that are that are existing in the current ecosystem of how much they spend on on the following all the regulations and all the certifications and all the things they've got to do to run. And if you make them pay all the staff minimum wage, they'd have to shut down, you're like, good. I I don't get that. That seems like so dispassionate. I, I don't understand that at all. Most of the small businesses I go out and eat at, everybody everybody's, everybody seems gr- happy to work there. They're, you know, the, the managers come out and talk to you and the wait staff seems to be treated well, but because I don't like the economic reality, screw them. Every other local business that isn't a restaurant has to pay their employees minimum wage. What do you think the difference is between the restaurant and the other businesses, Alarian? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? You got any guesses? 
Why are they so different? Why are restaurants in such a different category? Why? What is, what is it? What's the, what's the, what's the reason? I, you know the answer. In your logic, if someone is happy to be own, that's so hyperbolic. That's not, that's not true. No. False equivalency and so hyperbolic that you just ended the conversation. We gotta, we gotta go to gameplay anyway. I don't want to go over three hours. That's a false equivalency and an absurd exaggeration. That has nothing to do with what I said. Ah, we're not going to make it. Shoot. Oh, I'm going to try and keep this under three hours. I don't, I, think I, can, I don't think I can do it. Where is the gameplay? We might make it. That's where we're going. And the time just jumped on me. Frick you! Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be a gameplay of the Cyberpunk Next Gen update. Great.